0: Blog Talk Radio. Kane is in the building. <laughs>
1: Hollywood Code, I'm with Marley G bro. flying Holly Grove chicks to my Hollywood shows. And I wanna tell you something that you probably should know. This that slum slumdog millionaire Bollywood flowing, uh, my real friends never hear it from me. Fake friends write the wrong answers on the mirror for me. That's why I pick and
0: choose, I don't get you sh- confused. I got a small circle, I'm not with different crews. We walk the same path, put got on different shoes, live in the same.
2: Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It's now time for an all-new three-hour solid Southern Sports Center. I'm Rich Yuff alongside Eugene Benton coming to you down there in North Charleston. I'm hanging out with you up here at the studios in Somerville, South Carolina at the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios. Of course, you can find the guys and girls getting their work in and getting their work out over there at the Factory. That's located at 5913 Loftus Road. That's over in Hanahan. Now, here's what you got to do. Give the guys an a shout over there to make sure they're there, make sure they're set up, ready to take you, and get you ready to get in shape as uh, we are midway through July, right? So we're halfway through this very awkward and unusual summer. But give them a shout. The number to call is 843-573-7391. Now, we got a lot to cover, and we don't have a lot of time to kind of get into some of the ins and outs because our show today is going to be an epic show. And it has it from the beginning all the way to the end. Of course, we're going to start it off with – uh a very solid guest list, as always, at 6.30. The former Penn State Nicky Lyon, that, of course, is Reginald Walker, Jr. joins us from Charlotte. He'll be hanging out with us, uh, talking about a lot of things. Of course, uh, the conversation in the college front, are they going to play a full season? Or are they going to stick to what we have heard about, a conference-only season? Now, that, of course, uh, what does that mean to the Gamecocks and the Tigers here in the state of South Carolina? Of course, Louisville. Kentucky, they have that conversation. You got that conversation in Florida, Florida State, and it goes on throughout the country when they're not in the same conference. So there is some debating, some conversating going on around the world and around college football. Of course, there's uh, other conferences who are continuing to drop off, saying this is just not the time. We're not going to do it now. We'll look back at it in December. We'll make some decisions on the numbers. As you see, they're continuing to rise not only here in our state but around the country Whether you say it's because they test or don't test, the numbers are the numbers. It is what it is, and those are the type of numbers that they have to make a safety decision on. Not up for debate today. We're not going to debate COVID-19 here on Southern Sports Central, and because I am almost to the point of kind of tired of talking about it, I'm going to pretty much let our entire show today be sponsored by Gern's Pharmacy, who, of course, is our hometown pharmacy here in Somerville, because I'm kind of sick to my stomach. I I mean – you hear people, you know, threatening to show up and, and, and drones and, and, and fight protest if they don't get their answer tomorrow, which, by the way, the South Carolina High School League at 8 o'clock in the morning will meet up, and they will broadcast it live at, uh, I believe, 8 a.m. on their Facebook page. Again, that's the South Carolina High School League. You can find them right there on Facebook. Check them out and kind uh, of see what they have going on over there because, they will be giving us the ins and outs. And uh, one thing that is on the docket, they've got about three or four, but that is how are they going to handle the 2020-2021 season in the Palmetto State. So other states probably will watch, I would imagine, to see what they do. And who knows? It may have a huge influence on what else is going on. Now, we'll stay in Charlotte around 7 o'clock because Coach Sullivan, he is with the Carolina Experience Showcase. If you missed out the announcement on our Facebook and social media outlets, like Twitter, like Instagram, we will be in house on ground that Friday. That's going to be the 31st of July where well, they will have a showcase and there will be kids from Virginia, from North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, uh, if they and I believe they will do a phenomenal job, this thing will be as successful as what we saw this past weekend at the one that I was at on Saturday with the guys from Infinity. So You know, it can be done. I've seen it. 273 kids, I thought, very socially distanced. Things handled pretty well, considering that many kids. But, overall, I thought they did a great job. And uh, we had that group in here on Sunday night with us. So, we'll talk to the guys over there. Of course, you can hear the entire combine right here on Southern Sports Central all day Friday. We'll take maybe a little hour break. We'll get back at it for three more hours. So, six hours, I believe, is what we're looking for maybe just a little bit less, but we'll definitely give you all the ins and outs, and we'll give you a lot of interviews with some of the guys who are breaking some some incredible uh, records, if you will. They're just numbers that are skyrocketing, and we'll have those guys on the broadcast. We'll have some of the instructors on. We'll have coaches on. We may even have a few parents drop by the booth. Who knows, but we will be there to bring that to you live right here on Southern Sports Central. Then, we get into the fun part, and that's not that they're not the fun part, but we get into the players, right? You always want to Watch the kids. You get a chance to see their highlights, read their articles. But tonight I figured, why not bring the kids on the air tonight? And I went to three different high schools, and I've got a total of about six different kids, maybe? Yes, six different kids. So we start off at the Fort, Fort Dorchester. That's right here in uh, right outside of Somerville, North Charleston area. They're kind of on the line there. But they uh, will have three individuals. Jalen Beth, wide receiver, class of 2021. Otis Matt, class of 2021 as well, is going to come in here. And uh, now Otis is a linebacker and a free safety. While Jalen Best is, I would call him a slot receiver, he'll join us uh, at the uh, top of 730s. We'll fall right into Otis Mack Jr. He'll follow in and do his thing. And then here comes the big man, Zoltan Osborne, the quarterback. He is probably going to be one of the hottest quarterbacks coming into this season, whenever the season begins. He, of course, uh, comes in. uh, The height check is there, the uh, ability to sling him. An entire football field. And then some is there. He has been traveling. All three of these guys, by the way, started Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at three different camps. All right? So we're going to get their kind of overall impact and what they feel about how things have gone in a very unusual, very strange summer for the guys. And then we'll take the bus. We'll head over to Buford. Yeah, Buford. We'll hang out down there in the uh, lower part of the low country where we'll check in with this kid. And he's a man shot. I mean, the guy's six four, three hundred and some odd pounds just got his offer yesterday from the University of South Carolina. Eamon Smalls, the defensive lineman, joins us around 8 o'clock. And then uh, his teammate, who watch out for this guy. He's a running back down there at Buford. He also is a linebacker, Theo Washington. He's the class of 2021 uh, young man who I believe is going to have an incredible year in the backfield and massively on the other side of the ball as well. But Theo will check in with us along with his teammate, Eamon Smalls, around 8 o'clock. And then we – finalize the deal as we come back up a little higher in the low country over to Wondo High School. That's the largest high school in the state of South Carolina here with um, Connor Torrio. He is a, a big-time man. He plays uh, in the secondary on the defensive side for the Warriors. Uh, it's going to be a good one with him as well because he's been camping a lot as well. I've seen uh, some reports with him going actually to Florida, going to Georgia. And, and we're going to ask him the question. He's expecting it. How you staying safe? Are you staying out of people's faces? What have been some of the highs and lows? Whether some of the camps you've enjoyed the most? You know, those are all the questions that we'll have here tonight. So what we are going to do, of course, here tonight, we're trying to keep it in check. When we come back, we're going to take a quick break. But when we do, I'll bring Eugene in here with me, right, because he's got a few minutes here that caught up with him as well. But tonight, if you would like to join us, we would love to hear from you. And all you got to do is pick up the phone and call in. The number to reach us is 1323. Seven eight four nine six eight one. Again, the number to reach out to us live on the air is one three two three seven eight four nine six eight one. You can find us on the web over there on Facebook at Southern Sports Central and on Twitter at So Central. Throughout tonight's broadcast, follow us on Twitter for all of the recaps and all of the course uh, the greatest quotes from all of our interviews throughout tonight. Eugene does an incredible job, and uh, he'll continue to do that, guys. Taking a quick break. We'll bring him in right after this. Of course, that is going to be Mr. Eugene Benton. Guys, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Southern Sports Central Live on a beautiful Tuesday afternoon. Back, everybody, getting a little bit of that uh, good old church music going in here on a uh, Tuesday afternoon. A lot of us may need that after, of course, uh, I've seen uh, social media blowing up, as uh, I mentioned. uh, A little bit of Jesus is never a bad thing here, of course, (laughs) on any show at any time. But that being said, 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, the high school league will at least start to entertain that conversation by the end of that Zoom meeting. uh, Again, uh, we should find out exactly whether they're going to flip or flop or do anything and uh, how they're going to drop the information. Who knows? Uh, they may postpone it for a couple weeks, right? We, we don't know, but I know that's kind of what we all want to know. That's one of the many conversations, but Eugene, let me bring you in, buddy. Uh, you know, I know you've got a busy weekend, but uh, we'll get into that here throughout the show. But uh, man, it has been a busy couple of days with, of course, the Redskins. Uh, they're changing their name. Uh, high school football, of course, waiting to see what's going on because around the country, Other schools have already, other states have already declared they're waiting. We've seen that trend already happening around, man. But uh, on your radar, what's going on, buddy?
3: Well, you know, like you mentioned, uh, getting ready for this weekend, about to hit the road. um, Kind of up in arms whether we hit the road Friday morning, Thursday night kind of thing. Um, I know you and I have got something planned uh, probably Thursday afternoon. But, you know, uh, getting ready to go up to Gatlinburg, uh, kind of going over some of the emails with the protocols, everything from the hotel to the to the field, and we went over kind of a session with that on uh, Sunday. Um, but, yeah, you're right. You know, it's kind of crazy out there. Uh, oh, by the way, I did want to give a shout-out uh, to a rising sophomore at Stratford, man. Uh, Matthew Haas, he's a big boy. Uh, he's trying out uh, to be Stratford's kicker. looks like he's going to be the kicker. Um, I would say by default because he's the only one, but, man, what a great session that dude had this morning. We got out to the field, you know, and I made him chase down his own ball so that I didn't touch anything, and, you know, we did some work, man. I'm really looking forward to his season at Stratford. Uh, they got a they got a very good young man who's uh like I said, he had a great session charting field goals today. He was real proud of his uh job there. But um, uh, you know, back to the high school league, you know, we'll obviously have it on here. Uh we'll be up, we'll be covering it. Uh for those that don't follow around on Facebook, they can set their Twitters to get instant notifications from Southern Sports Central. We'll be putting out some of the highlights uh, of that. Uh, you know, and you mentioned football. And as we know, football, as an athletic standpoint, it's, a, it's the money driver for a lot of sports. And uh, it is what it is. I know I'm, I'm close with a lot of baseball guys and basketball guys and soccer guys and, uh, you know, some softball coaches, too. And the fact of the matter is, that, you know, when it comes to money for the most part, uh, most schools, and that's all the way up through colleges, uh, you know, other than, I'd say, maybe a Duke or, or something like that, uh, football is the money driver. Uh, I think they're trying to accommodate everything. I know the baseball guys, you know, are saying, why don't they just cancel football? That's not fair. We lost our season. It was kind of a spur of the moment thing last year because, you know, no one expected it. And so it was kind of a – some say, well, maybe they hit the panic button. Okay. But, you know, it, it was just a matter of about that safety on the, at the time. And, and you know, it, people thought they were doing the right thing. And so I think this year what they're trying to do is give every kid a chance to play at least one sport. And that's not something I agree with because I disagree with having sports possibly overlap because I think you're forcing kids to choose, and that's okay. I mean, people have their own opinions. I have mine, you have yours, and everybody else that listens in has their own opinion as well. I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, a couple things with these college schedules as well. Um, You know, I saw the ACC proposal, and, you know, when they were saying 10 games, it wasn't going to be – it's not against 10 teams or nine different teams. You know, the thing I saw this morning was five opponents with home and homes each. You know, and they were trying to figure out how to, how to squeak Notre Dame in there because uh, Notre Dame already has a pretty good ACC schedule this year. I know Clemson was traveling up there, and they are, you know, have Lake Forest and Louisville and some other good teams. So that'll be interesting. Um, you know, and I definitely want to get something. I want to get uh, Reggie's input when he comes on. The governor for North Carolina actually just made the decision for all schools today without consulting the districts. Governor Cooper just put the hammer down uh, a little while this afternoon and said, um, you know, we're going to do it like this. And if you can't cooperate, then everything goes to virtual, said, done, bam, boom, and sealed the envelope. And basically, you know, there's a lot of people out there in the uh, North Carolina land or the land of the Tar Heels are really upset because, you know, he just laid it down for all districts being the same thing. So I'm really interested to see what Reggie says about that. And if they've had any uh, already blowback or any discussion from the, um, High school football leagues. I did have a chance to talk with a head football coach from over uh, near uh, East Carolina University. His uh, son is a kicker that trains with us down in up in Columbia. He drives down, of course. He's also the principal, and he's he at a four A school there. And he said, you know, their county is very good right now. They have low numbers. You know, they could suit up and go, but you know, everybody is uh, kind of following the governor's lead, and uh, Governor Roy Cooper seems to have the brakes held on everybody. So. You know, they were talking about possibly, you know, he said it looks like the spring if they got to play at all uh, is what he's hearing. So just want to hear what Reggie has to say about that and see if it's kind of parallel on what we hear in South Carolina um, and how that decision by the governor, you know, affects things or have the main decisions going forward. But, um, you know, we got some big guys coming in. And I, when I've been big, I mean, big, uh, you know, the big gentleman down in Beaufort taking that big fe- uh, first SEC offer. That's a, heck of a way to break the dam when you get your first college offer and it's from an sec uh, power five school you know and uh, he, he's a big one at super athletic i was telling somebody you know you look at his size and you think you know he's some big slow guy just with a big body but you know he's got a heck of a first step that can move you got the db's coming in and of course we're going to talk about uh the big mega camp coming up from charlotte which we're both excited about and, and i'm sure we'll bring it up with reggie when he gets on as well but you know all in all it's a good day it's been um one, two, three, about three and a half hours doing some lessons today with three different high schools, four, four different high schools. And so, uh, you know, any day you get to work with some kids and do it the right way and do it safely is always a good day. Um, so we're ready to get this thing rolling, man.
2: Well, one thing I'll tell you, and that's a very busy schedule, Eugene does a great job with the uh, Kicking Academy over there and uh, works out with multiple schools around. Uh, the Low Country. Of course, if you'd like to get in touch with him, uh, we'll, we'll drop some information. Uh, we'll actually tweet out his information as well over there at SO Sports Central. But Mike Alexa, he works up there in the Columbia area with uh, the ABC crew up there. Uh, his source, again, I love it when the guys say source, uh, tells them that the South Carolina High School League is seriously considering so moving football this spring. That's a 10 week season that would start January the 25th and end on April the 2nd. You know, again, it's just a proposal. Uh, but again, there's there's a lot of guys out here who who have you know their opinions on this thing, and we're going to hear throughout some of I'm sure the show what we'll get. I'm not going to ask the young men their thoughts too much. I will kind of get in there a little bit, but I want them to kind of talk a little bit about the workouts that they've done, the things that they've done, and, and how things have kind of happened, you know, for them the last three or four months. Because again, you think we're tired of talking about it? You think we're tired of hearing about it? These kids have start, they stop, they start, they stop, and, and they don't know now, this time tomorrow night, if they're going to be stopping again. And Eugene and I, you, you know, we talked about this uh, earlier today on the phone, and that was how do you handle it if football season doesn't start until January? Do you kind of shut them back down until about November to get them up and running, or are you going to kind of let them start to kind of do some things? You know, then there was a conversation through multiple media outlets about certain guys saying, hey, if we have spring again, you know, how does that look? You know, uh, one proposal says that you have football in the spring, then you'll turn around and do it again with spring ball in May and then summer workouts in June and July, practice and play in August. Isn't it too much? Yeah, I I think you'll see some adjustments. I I really do. I think if they by chance bring in football in January and they they wrap it up somewhere around March and April, then, then do you really need spring ball? You know, I mean, you really don't. The spring ball is because you haven't played well and. Most people, because not everybody makes the playoffs since early November. So that spring thing in April, right, that is something to kind of get your motor running again. But your motor is there are going to be adjustments. So I think what they would do – and, Eugene, I'm going to kind of lean on you for about three or four minutes before we head to break. But the thing that I think that they do is that they wash away spring ball. You don't need spring ball when you've been playing for the last four months right before you would be playing that. And, again – the summer workouts maybe they get pushed back a little bit, and then hope to God with our fingers crossed and, and, and prayers above that we get back to uh, playing football. I don't want to say the new normal because I'm I don't I don't want to get into that, but I do think we get back to playing football. If that's the case in in August and September again, so I just think what they'll do is they'll just adjust, right? I mean, because that's what's got to happen. If you're thinking that they're going to play football for four months and then they're going to have a spring. In a little a couple of weeks of spring ball, that's that's not even realistic, nor is it needed because they've been playing football for quite some time. You know, so I hear a lot of arguments. I hear a lot of what we can't do. Let's talk about what we can do for the next three and a half hours, or two and a half hours. All right. So here's what we're going to do, Eugene, up there punching his fingers away. You can follow us on Twitter, of course, at So Sports Central. Excited to uh, have. That up and running, of course, you know, you can follow us on Facebook. Got a lot going on on, on that angle as well. And, of course, uh, you know, I get it. You know, and I've seen a lot of guys not happy about baseball being played in the fall. Again, we're going to try to keep this as positive as we can. All right, so if you want to call in, you want to tell us how we do handle this, and I'm going to be honest, don't waste your breath, don't waste your time thinking that, that we just need to play it like normal. You know, I stomached for about uh, an hour listening to Paul Finebaum today because I just kind of wanted to hear what he had to say about college football. And, and he's not really as optimistic, nor is the individuals that call into his show that actually have some credibility are optimistic about college football being something that's going to continue and, and, and stay around. You know, the fear they have is that they start it in the fall and then it gets stopped in midstream, and then you got to restart it. How does that work? That's why they're looking at possibilities of it starting and finishing. And, of course, that would be in the second half, which would be in the beginning of the year. Now, of course, all of the callers that call in, no surprise, if you've listened to a show before, it's almost a circus, if you will, that they think that, you know, it's a host and it's this and it's that. And then you kind of look a little closer into where where, 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 where they're looking at it from, and you're thinking, okay, well, no worries. I got you. It's almost just as entertaining as anything. And, again, when you look at how this thing has worked out, and I said this on my social media page at Richie Altman, if you follow me on Twitter, I'd hate to be on the board of this high school league. I mean, you talking about ain't nobody going to be happy. There's not one, okay, maybe one, but it's going to be few and far between of somebody that's going to come out of this thing being happy. And to me, that's a tough call. And I know everybody's answer is, well, get them to sign a waiver, and that's fine. But even then signing a waiver, does it still does it make it okay if something does happen during the season and these, one of these kids still catches a, uh, a COVID case and then passes away and something happens? You think that, you think one of those members on that board, why, that's not going to drive them insane and thinking, man, I shouldn't have done it. I knew I shouldn't have done it because it was a little piece in my mind. Or let me ask you, parents, what if that's your kid, right? What if that's your kid? What if that's your kid and, and it's easy to sit here to say oh yeah'll I'm all in I'm gonna sign that thing and send it right in yeah
4: the lies you tell
2: <laughs> again your son or your daughter gets diagnosed and for whatever reason her her, her respiratory system or whatever it is, is is compromised and then she or he gets sick and and, and it leads to really Bad days. You don't think that somebody's not going to try to turn around, even though they signed a waiver, they're not going to go at the state? They're not going to try to sue somebody? All right, so, so as easy as it is for us to sit here on a Tuesday afternoon or Monday morning or any other day that you get that ends in Y and say, well, that's what I would do. I would just have them sign a waiver and move on. Now, that's a tough thing to live with. If something happens and you were that voice that said, okay, I'm in, I vote yes. That's a tough call. I, I have no need to be on the board of the high school league today, tomorrow. Now, after this thing is over, I'm I'm, I'm all about it. I, I'll, I'll go, I'm good. But in this situation, oh, no. Oh, no. Mm-mm. I mean, we, we're seeing tweets, and, and Eugene, I don't know if you're back with us tonight, buddy, but we're, we're seeing tweets where people are talking about meeting up in Columbia tomorrow morning at 730. What you meet at 730 for, buddy? It's a Zoom meeting, first of all, so you don't even know if they're in that building. <laughs> Second <laughs> of all, Man, yeah,
3: I
0: right. guess that,
3: the Find passion from both do. sides man. Yeah. That shows the passion from both sides of it. I guess, you know, people are that adamant, you know, but I don't know that a protest gonna outside of is going to change any opinions. Um, usually people protest after the fact if they don't like something. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, you know, but, again, you know, whether I've I, I found out in, in the past few months no, no matter what side you're on, you don't tell people they can't protest because then it looks like uh, you're choosing a, a stance against them, even though that's not the case. But, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting if that happens for sure. It'll, it'll make for a good uh, for, for some um, some talking points. But, uh, you know, whether or not how they roll, you know, we have no idea how they rule. I know a lot of people say, oh, they, they're hearing this. They're hearing it's leaning this way. They're hearing that. You know, I don't even think that we're going to get a ruling tomorrow. I really think, my honest opinion, from kind of reading between the lines and what was put out there, is that um, some proposals are going to be discussed. But I don't, I don't think, I honestly don't think we're going to get a ruling tomorrow. in My opinion.
2: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I tell you what, here's the thing. They got
5: to.
2: I don't use that phrase, but you guys probably know where I'm going with that one. But it's time to pull the string. Okay, it's time to do what you got to do and and, and live, live with the answer that you give us tomorrow. And it's okay. We will be okay. If we get told tomorrow that there will be high school football on Friday nights coming in September, it's going to be three weeks later than normal, we'll be okay. We'll figure it out. We might shut down. It might not complete, but we'll be okay. Or if we're told that it's not going to come until January, guess what? For about 24 to 48 hours, there's going to be a lot of PO people. But guess what? You'll be okay. Either way, we'll be okay, and I think that's just kind of the answer. Stop dragging your feet. All right, you were put in a position. You took that position. You ran for that position, or however they do it over there at the, at the high school league, you got that opportunity. And uh, with much power comes much responsibility. Well, let's be responsible. Let's own what we do. Let's do what we do because we got other kids waiting. Is it going to be baseball, softball season, is it going to be football season? If somebody, if it's going to be a season, needs to be told, after tomorrow, they need to know come Wednesday, hey, we're playing ball. Let's get after it. We got to go to break because we're going to get after it, of course, uh, with a man. and We'll get his thoughts and opinions on this coming up next. Is Reginald Walker Jr. is going to join us. And again, always a good time with them, and uh, we'll do that. Come in here right out of break, guys. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Southern Sports Central right here on Blog Talk Radio.
4: My family and I were suffering with no protection from the hot Carolina sun. I called the tent farm, and they told me about their line of ceramic window film. Now I have 99.9% protection from harmful UV rays for the ones that matter the most. You don't have to be a math teacher like me for those numbers to make sense. Don't be alarmed. Call the farm. I was driving in extreme Charleston heat. I couldn't take it any longer.
6: I was not alarm. I called the farm.
3: I used to be the victim of bad tents. It was so horrible, I was embarrassed to be seen driving even in my own hometown. I called the tent farm and they took care of me. I wasn't alarmed, I called the farm.
7: I'm Jonathan Farmer, owner and founder of Tent Farm. Are you a victim of bad tent? Are you
1: suffering from extreme heat? We here at the tent farm want to help you with these horrible conditions. Don't be alarmed, call the farm.
2: Hey, welcome back, everybody. If you need some tin on your business, your home, or even on your automobile, you can give Jonathan and the guys a shout over there at 843-297-4131. You can find them on the World Wide Web at tinfarm.com, or you can go over there and visit them yourself at 7634 South Rail Road in North Charleston. Of course, uh, he's been taking care of businesses around Charleston for quite some time. He's a locally owned and operated young man, graduated from the creek, you're familiar with that, of course, that's Goose Creek uh, back in the day. And uh, he, again, has uh, done an incredible job building a, uh, a business built uh, by the right way, by the right people. And again, not only can he take care of your home, your car, but also your business. And trust me, when I say it is hot, it is hot out here. It is a miserable heat. And for those who said that Corona or COVID or whatever it is to this week would die in the heat, they lied because it's hot. And uh, trust and believe me, it was hot on Saturday when we were at that camp, uh, visiting, of course, uh, with those guys from Infinity Sports. Uh, I want to thank those guys, or Infinity Football, if you will, uh, for all that they do, all that they continue to do in the communities. And for anybody who does it for the right reason, thank you. If you do it for the right reason and and you continue to tell me it's about the kids and you're doing it in that motion, I say thank you. But in another circumstance, am I going to support – or do any of that stuff, with somebody that utilizes that opportunity to poor mouth or go after somebody. Again, you know, you move in silence and, and you win in theory. And uh, when it all comes down to it, we're waiting, by the way, as I hear it, thunder, it sounds like in the background here in Somerville, uh, for uh, Reginald Walker to join us. And, uh, Eugene, I'll bring you back in. But uh, a, a lot happening. Uh, you actually and I had a meeting yesterday for the baseball guys. Listen to this, breaking news. I wish I had a little, you know, a little noise maker in the background. But uh looks like we will have another home run derby in the low country, socially distanced, oh, might I add, this time coming to you over there at the Shipyard Park. Is the date, is it July 21st? Is that what we're looking for, Eugene?
3: Yes, yeah, Tuesday, July 21st from 6 to about 8.30 p.m. Um, you know, we're looking, we're we're in talks. We already have Oceanside and Wando. Um West Ashley High School uh, we're in talks with Hanahan Bishop England, and possibly James Island as well. Um, so it's going to be the uh, little different uh, change up because we were hoping to have several divisions and then have a, a one big battle Royale at the end. but um, a couple of high schools didn't have kids that were eligible to be eligible. They had to be twenty twenty uh, seniors who had just graduated um, and and one of the teams has twenty twenty guys, but they're all on the road already um, so Looking, it'll be a Shipyard Park. Uh, you know, the talk was to move it to the backfield. Uh, what they're going to do is that they're, they would like to host it on, on the feature field, which is the one up front. Uh, I know it's 390 to center, so they're going to actually move home plate uh, and, and then the plate up uh, to equal the same size or to get as close as possible to the field there in Somerville. Um, so we, we're finalizing contracts and things on that Tomorrow uh ordered the second place trophy about a couple hours ago working on the first place trophy and um looks to be fun you know uh, we'll have people will go have to go through the normal COVID protocols Well people will come up and they'll have uh, their temperature checked via scanner um unfortunately we had to put it out there that you know we didn't want to have to charge unfortunately we have to and it's only to cover the cost for um for those guys letting us have the field for that little bit of time they had to pay some people to open it up for us and unlock things and leave the lights on and all that good stuff and turn the lights on after we leave and of course uh, just because you know you're involving um, high school folks and and, uh, and and athletes and people being in the stands um you know we had to do a, a very very small one-time uh, insurance policy thing so you know, we're trying to keep the cost down to people coming in. Obviously, athletes are no charge at all. Um, but we'll uh, we'll get the details out and some um, sponsorship opportunities here in the next day or so. But that will be next Tuesday night, Shipyard Park, from 6 to 8.30 p.m.
2: Should be a lot of fun. I believe they're going to try to open up the concession stands, a very minimal amount of what they're going to have in there, just probably more drinks just to keep you cooled down. And it will be, of course, uh, socially distanced uh, Taken care of as well, but uh, just to put it out there, this is something that that Eugene and I have worked really hard at, along with a lot of other guys and girls in the background, to put this thing together. This is a uh, Southern Sports Central sponsored event, which means that uh, you know all the, the 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 nuts and bolts come in uh, under our umbrella. So we're going to do what we can do to continue to bring at least a little bit of closure for this class of 2020. Now here's the upside of this, and it's not a done deal, but it looks to be pretty favorable. The only downside, well, I'll tell you in a minute, but the upside to this, it looks like we'll take the top four guys out of the Somerville Home Run Derby and the one over here at the shipyard, and we're heading, and it looks like, to the Joe, yeah, to the uh, to the minor league stadium here in Charleston. And, unfortunately, it will be a, uh, a fan list, fan list event. But that's okay because we'll do the Facebook thing. We'll do a lot of things. But uh, what we will do is bring the best eight strongest hitters that we're part of both of these events together for a mega home run derby. And again, I'm working on closing that deal as we speak. Hopefully, we'll get that finalized by the end of this week. And uh, we'll be able to give you a date and a time and a website, if you will, or even a Facebook site that you can watch these home runs be hit out of the park down there at the Joe. So, without further ado, we got to go to the hotline because who else is uh, better known, of course, as the man, the myth, and the legend that joins us on our Tuesday nights? Of course, uh, let's head to Charlotte. And uh, welcome back in here for his segment, Reginald Walker Jr., the former player of Joe Todd in the Penn State Nittany Lions. What's up there, Reggie?
8: Not too much, guys. Sorry, I'm a little tardy for the party. Got a, a recent uh, update on uh, the North Carolina schools. That came in about 3.30 today from, from the governor. So we were tracking down what's going on with that and maybe what or how that could impact the North Carolina high school athletic association so it all runs in together and it does well let's go ahead and segue
2: into it man so uh tomorrow by the way south carolina at 8 a.m reggie if you don't have anything to do you can go to their facebook site at the south carolina high school league facebook site and you can watch their zoom meeting on what they're going to do in the 2021 uh season at least hopefully we're hoping that they're going to pull the string and do what needs to be done at least tell us so that we can move on to see another day. But today was that day for the state of North Carolina. So for all those Carolinians from the south to the north to the Georgia border, uh, what happened today and, and and what's going forward over there in the high school league in the state of North Carolina, buddy?
8: Well, the NCHSA, which is the athletic arm, hasn't made a full announcement yet. Uh, the governor just made an announcement on the school options, which is it's a multi-tiered option, uh, which generally has – some in-class or in-school learning, um, but there's also some remote or virtual options as well, uh, depending on family concerns. They're trying to keep numbers minimal, but they are requiring facial coverings for everybody. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, look, I, I look at it like this, um, and, and one of the things that the governor did say is uh, if cases spike, then they're going to have to go to all virtual or all remote learning. So I would just tell any and everybody, if if you want uh, high school athletics, if you want your kids back in school, uh, you're probably going to be forced to wear a mask or pipe down for a couple of weeks so you can allow this thing to happen. Because if the case numbers keep going up, I don't care what you believe. I don't care if you think it's a hoax or not. If the numbers keep mm-hmm. going up, governors are going to continue to restrict the NCHSA, NCHSAA, or the South Carolina High School League, wherever you are, if numbers continue to go up, they're going to continue to restrict things. That that would be my message to everybody.
2: And you've heard that message echo all across the state of South Carolina, all throughout the country, and that is if you don't wear a mask, if you don't do it the right way, there is no way that we will see not even football. I'm talking sports in general come, come the September month. Of course, we're live with Reginald Walker Jr. from Sports. Charlotte, North Carolina, former player with Joe Pye and the Mittney Lions for this temp farm segment here. Uh, Reggie, a couple of other things uh, and in the college weeks. you have seen it, you've said it, we talked about it off the air—and that is the fact that you're starting to see the Power Five start to make some moves. And it was, I believe, uh, the Big Ten that kind of jumped on that wagon early. Clemson made some rumbles. The SECs had some conversations. Give us the lowdown, your thoughts, your opinions on the Power Five, and do they take a chance? I'm saying a chance, in a season here early in September.
8: I think it's going to come down to what the numbers look like over the next two weeks. Um, One of the things that at least, uh, you know, obviously the Big Ten has announced all conference games. The Pac-12 has announced conference games only as well. Obviously, much of their footprint is California and Arizona, uh, two states that had really, really high numbers. I believe uh, Arizona just essentially – Uh, went in reverse in terms of their process of reopening. Uh, About maybe a week and a half ago, they went in reverse and started tightening things down again uh, because they saw some numbers jump uh, to a level that they weren't comfortable with. Uh, And Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the Southeastern Conference, uh, said just yesterday on Paul Feinbaum's show uh, that they're going to look at making the decision in late July. Uh, So what that tells me, and maybe I'm inferring a little bit or implying or assuming, but what that tells me is that Uh, he's going to watch the numbers for probably about two weeks. Uh, We're sitting here right now. Um, The date today is July 14th. Uh, He made this statement on July 13th. So I'm guessing somewhere around the 26th, 27th, somewhere in that range, we're going to hear something. Many schools are expected to open camp around August 5th uh, at the collegiate level. So that's probably the time frame that we're staring at. And I think it's going to be important that in this couple of weeks' time, in my estimation, based on what Greg Sankey said, if some of these cases in certain states, and think about all of the states we're talking about, which I'm going to talk to your viewers, Richie and Eugene, that includes South Carolina. If the numbers, or listeners, I should say, if the numbers don't go down, there's going to be a problem for the SEC in making the decision. Uh, We've heard about the COVID parties at the University of Alabama. If the numbers don't go down, that's an issue for Greg Sankey. So at the end of the day, they're looking at numbers over this next two-week span. And if those numbers are going up as opposed to down, it could be a problem for the SEC in trying to make an announcement that they're going to have a season this fall, let alone playing non-conference games to boot.
2: Live right now on his 630 segment. It's Taco Tuesday around the country. It's Talk to Me Tuesday with Reginald Walker Jr. right here on Southern Sports Central, a always solid 30 minutes or so here with uh, the man that played for one of the most legendary coaches in the country as he played at Penn State and was a Nittany Lion for many years there. Now, Reginald, when you look at some of the other stuff coming out, I guess their chain reaction is that with there only being a conference schedule, the little guys, the little men, this is a moneymaker for these guys. How much do you see this affecting the universities? Again, I know we look at it in the football terminology, but it is a financial stability check that these guys get to go get clobbered on Saturdays, but yet they get the experience and the exposure to go to Florida, to go to South Carolina, Clemson, we can name all these other schools that bring in the smaller guys, but they pay them well to come in, and sometimes they get a win. But this one is a lose-lose situation for these smaller programs, and how much do you think it affects the stability financially overall to these schools?
8: Oh, it's, it's extremely Important to, to their viability and stability uh, if you think about uh, different and there are different scenarios as to why they're important, right? You can look at uh, certain leagues um, whether it's the uh, maybe it's the uh, uh, I'll use the Big South in this term and I'll use the conference one way and, and then a, a particular teams in the league different ways, right? When you look at the conference, many of the teams in the conference don't have big budgets the conference doesn't have a humongous TV deal, right? So all of a sudden that money goes away because they're not able to get those buy games without a big TV deal. What happens to their, you know, to their financial situation? You add to that. You look at uh, some of the different schools around the country um, and, and, and even in the league. You change coaches. Maybe you had to fire a coach. I, I know Gardner Webb moved on from Coach McCrae last year. I believe he had a year left on his deal. How do you reconcile basically paying two coaches right now uh, without getting the game down at Georgia Tech that they have scheduled to offset those costs? You need that kind of money. Charleston Southern, you know, they're trying to do a lot of different things down there with that program. Now, it's a private school, so it's a little bit different. But still, on top of that, if that money does not come in, from that non-conference game that they go on the road and play a, quote, big boy, uh, that could hinder them financially, not just the football program, but the men's basketball program, the women's basketball program, lacrosse, tennis, whatever, all of those other sports get impacted in some way when those football games go away. So, and the numbers vary, but I'll get to give you a prime example, I know one FCS program uh, last year uh, got $320,000. To play one of those games, three hundred twenty thousand dollars is a lot of money at a place like Furman, place like Wofford, place like Charleston Southern, place like South Carolina State. It's a lot of money. When that money does a lot of money, in, it impacts. It impacts a lot. That's right.
2: No, you're, you're exactly right. Live, Reginald Walker Jr. joins us for the Tuesday edition of Southern Sports Central. Six thirty. Always here, ready to rock and roll. With a ton of questions, but he got a lot of answers coming from it And he mentioned uh, Furman. They've already been hit early by it. They've already canceled the baseball program and a few others. How about Stanford? Stanford's knocked out almost a dozen programs over there. Now, let's head up to the NFL because I don't want to run out of time. There's two things that I want you to cover. Number one, boy, the Redskins never thought I'd see the day. Never did I see the thought the day would come where they would have to change their names, and here it comes. And uh, I I haven't seen any confirmations of a final, but I do know that is something that uh, hit the airwaves over the weekend and then not just, what, less than an hour ago, the Eagles have announced that they will ban fans from the game. So, uh, is this the first NFL team, if I'm not mistaken, to go ahead and make a stance saying, look, we're going to play, but you're just not going to be here in-house. You're going to have to watch it from your house. Uh, your thoughts on those two fronts coming out of the NFL here in the last 48 hours?
8: Well, uh, th- let's go to Philadelphia first, because I'm somewhat surprised that that wasn't a league-wide kind of decision But at the same time, everybody's dealing with different medical professionals based on hotspots and numbers in their areas. Philadelphia was, and I believe still is, one of the more uh, what you call hotspots for COVID-19, so it doesn't surprise me that they have some concerns and they're going to keep some things at bay. Now, with that being said, I thought we'd get an announcement as it related to Deshaun Jackson before we got an announcement on that, but I'll leave that discussion for a whole other day. So, you know, when you look at it from that standpoint, um, you understand what Philadelphia is doing. Uh, it's sort of a preemptive strike, uh, if you will, uh, to, to make sure um, that, that they're doing everything they can to try to create a season and, and at least get through uh, the season, the 2020 season, uh, and not have to lose it altogether. And then as it relates to the, to the, to the Washington football franchise, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we knew about everybody, you know, the, the, the investors and, and other folks making their statements, but what clarified it for me was when Dan Snyder said his statement or the, the team released their statement, and the first thing they said was sponsors. They said sponsors, then fans, then uh, you said sponsors first, which tells me When the money got ready to dry up, that's when you said, well, I guess I have to do this. I'm going to be a petulant child and do what I'm being told, because if not, I don't have the money to sustain it on my own. That's what it came down to, the money. I think if it wasn't a money play by all the sponsors, including uh, FedEx and Fred Smith, who not only is an investor in the team, I think he bought in in 1998, I believe, or maybe it was 2005. I get the dates mixed up. But he's an investor. But he's also the guy that put his company's name, FedEx, on the stadium in a 20-something year rights deal. I believe it's 27 years. So when you start adding that up, if that guy's talking about bailing, if Nike's taking your your, uh, memorabilia off the website for you to make money, you're going to make some decisions and Dan Snyder was forced to make one and, and he had to do it quickly.
2: Let me ask you this, Reginald, because you, you look at it and how it affects the Redskins, of course, there's the Atlanta Braves, there's the Cleveland Indians there's a lot of other schools and our teams, if you will, even in the hockey world that that have names that if the Redskins are offensive, shouldn't these teams be offensive as well
8: well i yeah, I mean, I think so. I think it's about how much uh consternation, how much publicity right that your team and your particular franchise gets um with all due respect, and I know a lot of hockey folks and I respect uh, the sport, it doesn't get as much publicity as the National Football League. That's a fact. So you're going to have less conversation about the Blackhawks than you would about the Washington football franchise. On the flip side of that, you look at the Braves, uh, Atlanta came out and said um, that I guess they've talked to whoever they need to talk to, and they won't be changing the name, but they are going to uh, review the use of the tomahawk chop. Um, So they are being essentially called to the carpet. And and in some ways, those organizations and franchises are calling themselves to the carpet um, and saying, let's look at this and let's talk to some people and see where we are. And if we're not in a good place, then we need to make some changes. Um, And so I think it's interesting to watch those dynamics. I think with the Washington football franchise, you notice I keep saying Washington football franchise, uh, it's going to be interesting (laughs) to see how that plays itself out because uh, of trademark things. And and that's a process, too, uh, when you're dealing with patents and trademarks and trying to change names and logos and all these things because I don't know if a lot of people remember now, a guy has come out that has a bunch of trademarks for Washington, different uh, names and things like that for what could be used uh, for teams in D.C. He's come out and said he doesn't want any money for them. I don't know that I believe that. But you can go back over the years, Um, And think about what happened to some national football NFL player, professional athletes, period. Uh, One of the big names at the time was Warren Sapp. Some guy, when Warren Sapp was a sophomore in college, bought WarrenSapp.com. So when Warren Sapp got to the NFL and wanted to get his own website built, this guy was trying to nail him for a quarter million dollars just to get a $10 a year domain name. So Warren Sapp's website Uh, and I think it's still the same, had to be BigSap99.com because some other dude had bought his name in a domain. So that's what may uh, delay us finding out the next name of the Washington football franchise is whether or not they can get some of those patents and trademarks and all that kind of stuff worked out, website names, all that stuff has to get worked out from a marketing standpoint as well as making a decision on what the new name is going to be. Reggie, this is Eugene Um One
3: of the things I want to join in on is, is I know when people say, well, the Redskins, well, you know, the thing about the Redskins is it had a, a, this connotation of uh, scalping and uh, the scalps of, of Native Americans being used as some type of a, a trophy, like a hunting trophy. And so um, I think that was also one of the issues because, you know, when you talk about teams like the Kansas City Chiefs and the Atlanta Braves and even uh, Florida State Seminoles, those, that school and those teams have actually worked with the Native American tribes that were that originated in that area, and they've gotten soul perm- granted sole permission to use those things or at least the blessing from those. And so I, see, I think that you'll see that a little different. Um, it, it, I think part of it is, you know, one, you know, whatever tribe in the D.C. area, northern Virginia, probably was, was never consulted. And two, I think that the term or, or the use of red skin just has so many uh, negative and very har- harmful and hurtful connotations that, you know, that seemed to be one of the driving factors. Similarly, uh, the logo that the Cleveland Indians were using with the, the big teeth on the front of the Native American, um, you know, obviously offended people, and they wanted that change. But um, one other topic I want to catch you up on uh Reggie, before you go, I'm sure you probably follow along. You were just talking about, uh, you know, Warren Sapp and being able to to sell his name and, and things like that. Um, the state of Florida, uh, as of July 21, athletes will be able to make money on their uh, likeness, and that is uh, the Division One athletes. And that in, that go, that law goes into effect on July 21st, so that'll be next Tuesday. So just want to get your thoughts on that.
8: Uh, I, there's, there's a couple of different pieces to that. Uh, number one, shout out to Florida um, for doing what they got to do for kids in that state. Um, and they got a recruiting advantage down there. Anytime you can put out there that there's a chance to make money, kids are going to listen. So that's going to help them from a recruiting standpoint. Uh, I don't have a problem with it. I think uh, what we're going to realize as this happens is the value um, that we talk about that these players have the amount of players that have that value is a lot less, I think, than people realize. It's not going to be and, you know, 65 of the 85 scholarship guys on a Clemson roster or on a Florida roster that have this enormous value. I think that's what people are going to learn and understand. They're going to figure out it's probably four or five guys, probably the quarterback, uh, maybe a defensive back, wide receiver, running back, and middle linebacker or pass rusher. That's probably who it's going to be. Um, So I think that's going to be educational for a lot of people to realize it's not that many of these guys that's going to have this exorbitant value. Now, the devil is always in the details. What are the rules that a coach can put in place on how this kid or kids can go earn this money? Because I don't have a problem with you doing an autograph session at 630 in the evening on a Tuesday. But what I do have a problem with is you saying I got to go sign these autographs. At 315, and we're supposed to be on the practice field at 245. Where are the lines with that? Because there's going to be someone that says, I'm giving you 10 grand to show up for these, this autograph session, but I need it to be at 330 right when kids get out of elementary school or when kids get out of middle school. How does that work? What is that dynamic? Because I'm going to tell you right now, I don't care who you are. If I'm the head football coach, if you want to go do it, that's your business. But you just missed practice. So whatever my rule is on missing practice is going to apply to you for that following game. And so I think it's going to be interesting to see the details of how it's all laid out, what the understanding is between player and coach, and then allow them to do whatever it is that, they, that they're legally allowed to do, right? Because it's not about telling them they can't do it. It's about making sure they understand the parameters and the framework of being a part of a football team to continue to prepare to win games which will add to your value.
2: We're live right now with Reginald Walker Jr. coming to us live from Charlotte, North Carolina. You can hear him on multiple areas up there in Charlotte. Of course, you can hear him every Tuesday afternoon here on Southern Sports Central. We're excited to have him part of our family and of course being a huge contributor. By the way, I don't know if you saw him or not, but so I get you out of here, man. We're coming your way. We'll be up there either the night before, which would be that Thursday night, or we'll be up there on the 31st of July. But either way, you're getting a double dose. of Both Eugene and myself are going to be up there looking for you in Charlotte, North Carolina, at the end of the month.
8: There's always some place to eat, and there's always a reason to go eat food. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I knew you were going
8: <laughs> We're looking forward to
2: doing both. We'll uh, socially distance. We'll stay safe. But uh, until then, We'll talk to you, I think, next Tuesday, and then I think maybe the following Friday i got to look at a calendar. But yeah, we'll see you in a couple of weeks, but we'll definitely talk to you next week. Stay safe. God bless. And if anything breaks over there as far as news is concerned, please don't hesitate to jump in here on any day that we're on the air. And uh, as always, much love to you and all that you do for us here on Southern Sports
8: Central, buddy. Anytime, guys. Keep, keep, I'll keep you posted on what's going on up here. And, and look, again, I'm just telling everybody, uh, this ain't about nothing but pigskin. Uh, so if you got to wear a mask, if you got to stay in the house, whatever you choose to do, just choose whatever you can. If you are truly a football fan, and it is important to you that we have it, do what it is that you need to do to help us get closer to having a football season. That's the only thing I'm asking of people. am not trying to tell anybody what to do, but I love football, and if they love football too, we got to do what we got to do to have football. That's all i got. I appreciate you guys. Have a good rest of the week. Stay safe. Stay cool because it's real hot right now. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Reginald Walker Jr. joins
2: us, as always, for some would say Taco Tuesday. we got to give it a talk to me Tuesday. And uh, for all that he does on and off the air, it is always greatly appreciated. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to stay in Charlotte because I believe Coach Sullivan is joining us. He is with the Carolina Experience Showcase Camp coming up on July 31st. Of course, that's a big combine happening there. Uh, they've got a lot of big playmakers. I mean, guys that are going to shake it and make it and and get you to get it done on a Friday afternoon. And we'll be live on the air. So don't go anywhere. We're going to continue running live right here as we're coming to you on a Tuesday afternoon. So until seven o'clock, we'll be right back. You're listening to Southern Sports Central. Hour one in the books. Coming up, hour two. <laughs>
0: You're such a sight to see You're above for me you, 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 You set my soul apart Filling my heart with one desire Wanting to be with you You could make a blind man see You could make a crippled man walks You could make The quietest man in the world Talk you. Uh, 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 uh. Nobody else will do Every little boy in town Won't get His arms around you, 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 But no one else Will do But you Yes, you got me going, aim and but it over you The quietest man in the world Yes Nobody else will do Every little boy and child Won't get his mouth around But no one else will do But. You got me going over you. Ah, Oh
2: Hey, welcome back, everybody. Hour one is done. I'm Richie Alvin, Southern Sports Central Running Live, coming to you from Somerville, South Carolina, the factory sports and fitness training studios here in Somerville, South Carolina. Don't forget, you can find the guys and girls over there in Hanahan putting it together and getting you in shape. At 5913 Loftus Road, that's Hanahan, South Carolina. The number to call, 843-573-7391. Now, we go back. So the hotlines, over there at the Camp Farm hotlines, we're going to be joined by the coach. Of course, that's Coach Sullivan joining us, I believe, in Charlotte, North Carolina as well as our last guest. How you doing? And he is going to be talking to us tonight about the Carolina Experience Showcase. What's up, Coach? How's it going? Good, buddy. I know you've been doing some working, man, getting it together. I believe uh, just getting out of a workout and uh, getting it uh, all organized. But with that being said, uh, before we talk about the
4: showcase coming up,
2: on the thirty-first, let's talk about a little bit of you, man. What's happening, and and kind of introduce you a little bit to our listeners tonight.
4: All right, my name is uh, Chachi Sullivan. Um, I'm the uh, head DB trainer for the Carolina of Back Academy. Uh, we're based mostly out of Greenville, South Carolina. I'm a part of the um, a, a part of the umbrella of elite position training. Um, I do a lot with the with the youth as far as uh, connecting them with colleges and trying to make sure our kids in South Carolina are exposed to as many schools as possible. Um, I played football at South Carolina State um, way back in 2000. Uh, So I played two years under uh, Willie Jeffries and two years under Buddy Pugh. Um, Coached there for a short, brief stint. uh, Immediately following um, finishing playing, I I coached. uh, Coached the defensive back there, had an opportunity to coach a few professional guys there and uh, moved on um, to Charlotte, pursued a professional career in counseling um, and um, started volunteering at a, at a local high school in Charlotte, uh, Huff High School um, in Cornelius, North Carolina, just right outside of Charlotte. And uh, it's, been, it's been great um, with the defensive back academy. Um, uh, we've had uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of about 90 to 95 defensive backs, 90 to 95 defensive backs go to college um, through that academy since the 2015 year. So, uh, it's been great. Um, I've been, uh, heavily involved with, uh, the low country with, uh, Mal Lawyer, uh, several years back, we started the Carolina grind, um, seven on seven program in which we had kids from Columbia, uh, Charleston area, Beaufort, um, actually the entire state. And, uh, uh, since then Mal has, uh, Separated to, to develop more kids down in Charleston, so he started the Low Country Outlaws shortly thereafter. And from time to time, um, all of the years in between, out he would bring me down to do kind of defensive back clinics on the weekend. So we did a few back at Goose Creek High School and a couple of schools in the region. So it's just been a just been a, a, a tenuous movement of trying to get defensive backs up to speed from my part, and uh, obviously Mal Lawyer is a a wide receiver by nature. So we were competitive and and, and good friends at the same time, you know, and he introduced me to the low country. And um, I can remember one of our first training sessions, uh, there was a big, long, tall, rangy defensive back out there. And, you know, he was athletic, but, you know, far from being a polished defensive back. And for you South Carolina fans, that young man was Israel McCormick. You know, so it's been uh, several, several, several guys from the South, I mean, from the southern part of the state and um, the low country that have, you know, kind of gotten some of the tutelage and and gone on to do really, really big things. So, uh, uh, I I always have uh, a lot of strong connections to the the low country.
2: Live right now as we check in from Charlotte, North Carolina, we stay up there. Of course, now Coach Sullivan joins us here as he's got – quite a resume he and I have gotten a chance to know each other the last 48 hours and it's been a trip getting a chance to hear all that he's done and all the life that he's had effects on. Again, you know, it's the fun thing that we all have the same vision for these young men. We're just driving different cars to get them to that destination. One guy, you just missed Mr. McQuamu, his brother is uh, Manny McQuamu, of course, uh, the former quarterback over Goose Creek, just today was dropped off over there in Kansas, and he's definitely not in Goose Creek anymore as he's over in Kansas in Hutchinson. Uh, Coach, let me ask you this real quick, because Manny goes to a junior college, and and definitely I thought he had the ability to play multiple positions in college at other schools, but to pick a junior college, and you've sent many guys to different areas, what is it about a junior college that you love as much and you encourage guys to keep that option open?
4: Well, it gives you a chance for those guys that are going to bet on themselves um, he's going to have an opportunity to go and play against a little bit better competition um, and prove that he's a worthy quarterback to go to the next level. I have no doubt in my mind, just knowing that kid, his family, where he comes from, his drive, I have no, no doubt in my mind that he'll be a successful quarterback on the Division One level. I mean, I can, all, I can all but guarantee it. And sometimes, you know, South Carolina is not a hotbed for quarterbacks yet. I know some people that are trying to do some things about that. Coach Cantrell, who trains quarterbacks, some down in the, in the Low Country, Ramon um, Perry, Orff, Those guys are all doing a great job with the kids in the Carolinas, just developing them. And it's one of those things where traditionally schools go to different places to get to get certain types of players. As you all know, defensive backs and defensive linemen make make South Carolina a hotbed for that for those types of players. And um, quarterbacks in the past have been some good ones coming out of South Carolina, but it hasn't been a long lineage of um, depth at that position, guys being polished up and being ready to go to the next level. I think Mandy will be a contributor to changing that narrative.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. And I love the way you broke it down because I, I think so many young athletes, they always focus on that Clemson, that Alabama, that Florida, Florida state state of mind. And for me, it's look, you got to grow where you're planted and then you start to grow and maybe it's not always where you start, it's where you finish, right, Coach? I mean, that's one of the things I think we look at. I have a lot of respect for your position because being the guy that calls games on Friday nights, I've seen a lot of DBs take a lot of heartbreak. I mean, I'm telling
5: you,
2: uh, it's a tougher position than some would think. What's to you, being that big DBU coach, that you see so many guys, but what's the hardest thing for you or the biggest, I guess, emphasis that you've had to put on these guys in the last couple of years that you've seen trending that you've had to fix?
4: Well, I think that's a loaded question. But um, if you ask me, I think the number one skill for a defensive back is the ability to decelerate. People think you got to be really, really fast, and that is true. But the misnomer is that you have to be able to to decelerate because most of the guys can accelerate. Um, You have to be able to decelerate. you got to be a little bit edgy, a little bit crazy, you know, to be out there because when a guy catches a couple of balls on you, you know, it it can feel pretty lonely out there um, being on the island sometimes as they will refer to it. Um, But I think the number one thing that we have to fix is the coordination between a guy's hands and his feet. Changing direction is really the relationship of your hands and your feet, and a lot of people think, you know, it's footwork. A lot of times, you know, I'll get a text message from a kid, and they'll say, hey, coach, are we doing footwork today? And I'll say, yeah, we're training today, but don't forget about the plan. It's on the feet, but you're not going anywhere if your hand's not coordinated with your feet. So a lot of times, you know, it's almost like a dance. Um, you know, that, that young people that I get to that are extremely athletic, they can run, they can jump. But coordinating all of those things together is really what makes them a successful defensive back.
2: Live right now coming to us from Charlotte, North Carolina, where he's doing big things around the
4: entire
2: Carolina with an S, there course, North and South Carolina. We're live with Coach Tachi. Sullivan is—he's got a big event coming up with a bunch of his closest friends that he's going to gather on the 31st of July, and this is going to kick off. Uh, I believe I'm going to let you tell us the time and location and all, Coach. But really excited. First of all, we thank you for the opportunity to broadcast this event live here on Southern Sports Central, and uh, of course, this is the Carolina Experience Performance Showcase coming up. Uh, talk to us about it. Give us a rundown and and where did it come from? Kind of give us some education here on this.
4: Okay, well, the event is the Carolina Experience. It's going to be July the 31st. The actual times that we'll be on the field will be between 11 and 5 p.m. Obviously, there's some restrictions on the number of people that we'll be able to have on the field at one time. Um, So we'll have access to two turf fields that will be side by side. And the way that the showcase will work is that once we have our final registration date, which will be July the 29th, uh, we'll start registration and we'll be sending out times um, for those guys to arrive, as they are, will be receiving um, some communication via email. So when you sign up and register, make sure you give us an accurate email, and continue to check your emails because we'll bring you in um, in a staggered strategy so that we can um, make sure that we're respecting uh, the, the COVID-19 guidelines as far as the number of people. You know, this this is an event that's kind of a, a culmination of several events that typically take place. Um, with the with the entities that I'm that I partner with and and, and, and are affiliated with, um, the um, the Carolina Exposure Group is one group that's affiliated with this, and they typically do a showcase camp in March, kind of the pre-exposure camp before the college coaches come out and recruit our kids um, on their on their um, spring recruiting dates, uh, so that we can kind of get our kids out in front of those coaches, so they can be added to those lists or prospective lists. We invite the local entities like Carolina Preps Football, uh, NCAA, I mean, National Preps Football, as well as um, XO's Digital. We'll invite them to the Carolina Exposure Camp in March so they can get their first initial eval on on those upcoming class guys that just finished the season. Um, then the uh, uh, Elite Position Training Group, which uh, I'm, a, I'm the, defense, the head DB instructor for Elite Position Training. We typically do our – camp in may strategically because we're able to invite the scs level and division two level and division three level um guys to that showcase so they can physically put eyes on the kids that they've already gotten an initial eval on in the spring so that this gives provides another opportunity for those guys strategically to see them so the carolina exposure group kind of gives the pre exposure you have your spring eval and then we During that time, we're continuously training those guys so that when they come back and see them in May, they can see the improvement for March. Um, Well, with COVID-19, the Carolina Exposure did not get to have their event um, because of the pandemic, as well as Elite Position Training uh, opted not to have their event because of the pandemic and not not being able to have those coaches come out and physically put eyes, you know, on those guys. So this Carolina Experience event, as you can kind of recognize the kind of combination of some of the names this carolina experience event is the culmination of those entities that really want to help young men um get additional exposure so because the colleges um well let me let me slow down a little bit and we typically june and july is the months that i would sometimes partner with now lawyer and some of those guys from the low country some of those seven on seven organizations we would put uh, a bus tour together that so we would go and visit four or five colleges in a weekend. So some of you guys who have older brothers, would you guys are aware that we would you know, do a bus tour, um, yearly. So those things have all kind of been put on hold because of the pandemic. So our opportunity to get kids exposed has been minimized a little bit. So this event will include a, a, a um, a real pro- television production company, um, that will provide, uh, the streaming, um, experience and they will be streaming it so that, you know, uh, the college coaches can, can, you know, log right on, parents can log right on and watch this event. So since we can't go to the colleges, we're going to bring the colleges to us, so to speak. Um, no colleges can physically be at the event. Um, but they have committed to, uh, watching the event live as we have, uh, had several schools to acknowledge that they will be be in attendance and watching. Well, not in attendance physically, but be watching. Um, The other thing that the television company will will allot is that they will be able to um, go in and re-render the event. So even if the college coaches don't watch it live, we're going to be able to go in and and edit it and um, make some additional, put some additional information on there to make sure that every kid Name is broadcast, making sure that every kid um, is opportunities for exposure is maximized, so there will be a link provided to all those schools that um, participated or were not able to participate, and the kids will also have an opportunity to purchase that footage to add to their huddle account or send out in the fashion that they in any manner they want to. A
2: lot of information there, of course, coming from the – Coach on staff over there, one of the main guys putting this Carolina experience together, and it is an experience you need to make sure you're part of coming up Friday, July 31st. It's up in Charlotte, North Carolina. I recommend if you got a little extra cash and you got some time, head up to Charlotte the night before. That way you're rested. You don't have that tired time that you're in the car kind of stretching you out a little bit there. You can stretch out and get a good breakfast and get over to the field. Now, of course, uh, that is uh, with us now is uh, Coach Totsie Sullivan. and he, uh, he is a DBU kind of guy. I mean, this is the kind of guy that I like to talk to because so many times I see a lot of secondary guys, uh, you know, uh, crossing over on their feet, doing a lot of different things. So I'm going to tell you, if you're here in the low country listening, get up to Charlotte. Now, it says it right there, and, and you highlighted it. And I wanted to give you a chance to talk about that. You did that, of course, streaming live, and it says to college coaches. Now, college coaches will be in attendance. They will be watching from a location to wherever they are. And, again, I think this is an unprecedented thing. And let me ask you this question because my producer as well is kind of curious. 24-7 sports, rivals, these guys did not get a chance to do their camps, to do the things that you guys are doing. But it seems like you guys have a heck of a module here and an opportunity to be very, I would say, competitive in the abilities and the things, and not only that, but the type of instructors. Because you guys have a lot of former, if I'm not mistaken, players in multiple levels that are going to be out there teaching and and training and also monitoring these athletes.
4: Yes. I I would be remiss if I didn't add those guys um, and talk about those guys. But each position has a guy with a wealth of knowledge that will be coaching it. I can't name them all uh, because the – The the showcase is going to require a lot of manpower. What you'll see is that we've developed a network of coaches, uh, either under the elite position training uh, network or, you know, just our extended network with guys that we've done camps with in the past. But Rashad Jackson will be, you know, one of the head instructors for the defensive line, um, played four years of football up at Clemson University. Heck of a guy. Bobby McGowan's who trained some of the top receivers. And uh, North Carolina, he trains uh, Antonio Barber, um, uh, J.J. Jones. He trains uh, Omega Blake. I mean, he uh, he works with Brayden Galloway, the big uh, tight end up at Clemson. He trains so many really good guys um, in and around North and South Carolina. Um, and it makes it relatively easy to um, to kind of market the event because these coaches have access to such great talent that we want to kind of Put out there. There's Ramon Robinson. that will be working with the quarterbacks. Ramon has done a tremendous job of bringing you know notoriety to some of the kids locally, um, in and around South Carolina. Uh, he's done an amazing job. Obviously, he, you know, was the guy that was responsible for Kelly Bryant's success, who really wasn't even a quarterback um, early in his career, and uh, Ramon took him and molded him and modeled him and helped him to get to a place to where he was a starting quarterback at Clemson, and you guys know that the rest is history. He's got, you know, Jay Urich that, that that played quarterback down in South Carolina, and I think Jay has since changed positions. But, he, you know, Jay's such a tremendous athlete and a tremendous kid, you know, kind of a guy you continue to just pull for. But those guys have been around us in this type of program. Um, Davis Bevel, who has been like was a stud quarterback for us at, on our 7 on 17 team that we would travel. And he would just dominate and go crazy. He's up at Pittsburgh waiting on his opportunity. Um, just lots of quarterbacks everywhere, man. And, um, you know, uh, the offensive line coach, I would, my guess is that he doesn't have long to be coaching high school football. Um, he's probably the most special coach in the group. If you are a fan of offensive line, I don't know what they'll do as far as allowing people to come and watch us. Um, work out, but if you are a high school football coach or you love the position, you would need to go and follow uh, Dave Harrison, who coaches um, the offensive line. He has a, a football organization called called uh, uh, Harris O-Line Offensive Line Development, so it's called HOLD, which is a pretty cool acronym for offensive linemen, because I think you guys hold on almost every play. Um, you'll never admit <laughs> to it, but the acron- <laughs> a- acronym is called you know HOLD, H-O-L-D, so you can follow him on Twitter. He does an amazing job. Uh, I'm a bit jealous of him because when the COVID-19 pandemic really hit, he was one of the first guys I saw um, training, doing virtual training. So you guys that are in Charleston, you're really looking for an O-line guy. No disrespect to the guys that are down there, but it may be worth trying to set up a virtual training session with him because that's unique all in itself, and he does an amazing job. So I'm a fan of offensive line because I feel like outside of cornerback and safety, it's the most highly technical position. They have some of the same issues with feeling like you're on an island um, sometimes, and you know, I think that he is one of the most special coaches around. He's got something different about him. I'll be very surprised if he's on the high school level two years from now.
9: Coming
2: to us
4: live from Charlotte,
2: North Carolina, Coach Chachi Sullivan joining us now, talking to us about the Carolina Experience Showcase coming up in Charlotte, July 31st, and you've heard the talent. And, I mean, we know about Coach Ramon Robinson. He's got some dudes, and he coached that of Jonathan Bennett over at Somerville. He's got both of the dudes. One's in college, one's left behind in Myrtle Beach. And, I mean, he's probably uh, had a hand on about every school's athlete at one point in time, and he continues to do great things. So, from defense to offense, they've got it all. Coach, let me ask you this, because I do have a few guys that I know close that are special team guys. They're kickers. Do you recommend the special team guys to show up to this thing on the 31st and get
4: a workout in to get some numbers under their belt? Well, we don't have um, a, a showcase right now, for an opportunity for the for the snappers and the punters and the kickers. You know, we talked about it, um, and it really came down to the amount of time we could, you know, afford to the, to, to handle and manage the um, the uh, television company, obviously to put on a production like we're putting on. Um, There's some costs associated, and uh, time became of the essence. And, unfortunately, the the kickers and the punters and the snappers who are vital and very, very important to the game, um, we weren't able to uh, accommodate them for this camp. Craig, final things. I don't want to keep you. I know
2: you're about to get to the house just walking in. I want to let you get back to the family. And I do appreciate, again, the opportunity for us to be in the house, have the full access, to be the radio broadcast there on that Friday, and again, looking forward to interviewing you and all your guys, and uh, I I think that we kind of decided that when these guys uh, get their awards, they're coming to us, and they get the interview, they'll get on the TV, maybe, I guess, but uh, tell us a little bit about some of the rewards of these guys, is uh, how
4: how are you guys going to handle these guys that that become the leaders of their group? Yeah, well, you know, we're going to identify, and hopefully it's, it's obvious and it doesn't come down to, you know nitpicky things. We hope that there's guys out there that are really just standing out and makes it obvious for us to identify, you know, who the top performers were. We we talked about this as a staff and one of the things that we came up with is when we go to colleges, we want this event to be more of a replication of what we've done with the college tours. And uh, you know, one of the coaches was like, Man, what are we doing awards for? You know, like their award reward is actually being in front of these college coaches. When we go to a college camp, they don't pass out camper of the day. You know, It's an honor to work out in front of, you know, the big-time coaches that they'll have an opportunity to work out in front of. So what will happen is we'll identify the top guys, and what happens if you guys ever go to a college camp when a kid really shows out or performs or or catches the eye, the attention of of a college coach, they pull them over, they take them off the field, they pull them over to whomever the recruiting guys are, and they have a conversation with them privately. We want to prepare our young men for that. So rather than handing out, you know, trophies or plaques like some of the other camps, you know, that we want to create an atmosphere that prepares those young men to talk to someone after they, after they have performed well so that they can share with them, you know, the things that they've been doing. They can learn to make, you know, eye contact. You know, we probably won't be shaking hands and, you know, teaching them that part of it. But, you know, a part of what we're doing is, is molding and mentoring these young men and preparing them for the next level. Mm-hmm. A lot of those guys, they go and they perform well, then they get in front of a college coach and they're shell shocked. And the coach says, I don't know, you know, he does, he's not a great communicator. Well, we want to prepare them, you know, so so to speak, as I, I will refer to it, as preparing them for war in a time of peace. So right now there's no right or wrong way. We're going to protect these kids and make sure we don't ask them questions that will be, you know, way out of bounds, but we'll make sure that we give them some feedback as well. as When you do this interview, you're making eye contact. You're not stuttering. You're not, you know, using slang terms. You want to be, you know, straightforward with your communication and not beat around the bush and Say things that are that are that are palatable, palatable to um, you know to adults. So a lot of our young people, because of what's happened in social media, they're better at texting and, 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 and inboxing when they communicate. And this is just a good old-fashioned opportunity for them to be able to speak knowledgeably and, and talk about the things that they've learned for to learn during this time period and uh, what they would like to improve on, and, and and that'll help you know when they when they have that opportunity to speak to those coaches um, that are that are recruiting them moving forward.
2: No doubt we're live right now. The final seconds here with Coach Chachi Sullivan. He is with the group over there at the Carolina Experience Showcase happening on July 31st. That's a Friday in Charlotte, North Carolina, where there will be fine-tuning athletes and mold men throughout the day. We're excited to be a part of it, Coach. The final things, I guess a farewell opportunity for you here. Uh, anything you'd like to say to these young men as far as getting on board now so that they are not blocked out? Because, as you mentioned, you're limited the amount of athletes you can
4: take. The response to this camp has been tremendous. Um, I've been a part of a lot of camps. I've, I've never seen a camp uh, gain as much traction as this one has gained. The first time we put a flyer out was Wednesday of last week. Um, typically, you have an influx of people um, towards the latter days of the camp. I would strongly encourage young men that first and foremost, this camp will be unique. Um, it will be an experience that you not, have not had. Um, I think it will be well organized. I would tell young men to get it, get registered as soon as possible. Um the, the price is a little bit more than I would really like to charge, but that's because we are doing something different, and we're stepping out on faith with hiring a television company. This won't be a Zoom platform. This won't be Facebook Live. This will be a full television production, which will, uh, will, will be a unique experience because I learned today that 10 seconds in, in, in television is a long time. So when you get there, you won't worry about the number of reps you're taking because you will get a lot of rep, You will have a lot of attention on you. It will be very demanding. So work out. Keep yourself in shape. It will be hot. It will be football. It will be the closest thing we've had to football. We've all missed spring ball. Um, so this camp is one we want to get registered and get registered now. Well, Coach, on behalf of all of
2: us, all of you, thank you guys so much for all that you do on and off the field, not only, of course, on this big day, but every day that you get out there with these young guys. Uh, We greatly appreciate it. I look forward to checking in with you here in the next couple of days as we'll build up to that meeting for the first time on the 31st. But if there's anything, and I mean anything, that you need to get it aired out here, this is your spot. Coach, just call and say, Rich, I'll be on with you at this time. I'll make room. I'll move things around, but we'll make sure that we get you or any of your other coaches that you'd like to have on. I know Ramon's been with us a couple of times, so if you want to send that quarterback guru, you're more than welcome. Or even... Mal Lawyer, if you want to get him in here with us, we'd be happy to get you guys all on board. I'm going to jump
4: on Mal Lawyer if he doesn't do an interview with you guys soon. <laughs> you might have to <laughs> thank do you that. For having me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Thank you guys for having me. Looking forward to having a lot of fun. If you guys see me around, please don't be reluctant to speak. I don't know what they're going to allow us as far as uh, spectators. I do know that we're going to have to, um, we're going to have a final meeting to, Talk about what uh, you know. The governor is saying as far as if we're able to increase or decrease the capacity of people that will be participating. But man, I appreciate you having us on, being able to promote this event. And um, thank you to the Low Country. I've had so many success stories um, with with young men that I do feel like the Low Country is oftentimes overlooked in the state of South Carolina. I don't know what that reason is. We've been digging and trying to figure it out for a long time. I do think it, it kind of goes back to travel and the ability um, to access some of the places with no real major interstates other than 95 and 26. I'm fighting for you, fighting with you. I'm a South Carolina native. Um, my area code is just a little bit different, but I absolutely love, absolutely wholeheartedly love the Low Country, without a doubt. And anybody that knows it, when I come, they have to point me to all the great seafood and all the great restaurants there. So, um uh, you guys are natives. I mean, you guys are South Carolinians. That's my, where my heart is. That's why I get on the road and drive down the train there. And uh, can't wait to see you guys. Um, here soon. You got it, coach. As always, God bless. Take care.
2: Appreciate you. And we'll see you here in just a couple of weeks, coach. Thanks again. All
4: right, thank you.
2: All right, guys. There you go. So a uh, solid thirty minutes with the coach over there. Of course, uh, that's Coach Chachi Sullivan. He is uh, a, a DBU whisperer, right? I mean, that's the guy who uh, can take your guys and get them ready uh, when it comes to this secondary. And, again, I have sent out memos. I have sent out emails. I have reached out to individuals, and I'm reaching out to you guys right now. Make sure you go to our Twitter page at SOSports Central. Check out this camp. Do what you got to do to get to this camp. And, again, you can follow us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central. This is, of course, the Carolina Experience Showcase, July 31st. It's in Charlotte. We have no idea what tomorrow is going to bring, even if they do start football in the fall. How long does it last? What are the guarantees? Well, this is a guarantee. Get there. Get some numbers under you because the group of young men that are coming in for the remainder of the hour and a half left at Southern Sports Center. we're going to start off with, well, his name says it all, Jalen Best. He's one of the best guys that I've been around a long time. He's a slot receiver, but he can play them all. I tell you, I think the kid ought to look into special teams because he does – a lot of special things, and we'll find out from him here in just a few seconds. I did eat some Chinese over the weekend, guys, and uh, what well, the Chinese guys said. Uh, this is my fortune cookie. To do nothing is to be nothing. So we're going to do something, and that is take a short break. We'll get up and over to the fort. Fort Dorchester coming on next. We've got three guys ready to roll, guys. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Southern Sports Central Live right here on southernsportscentral.com and blogs off Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Richie, I'm alongside Eugene Benton coming to you from the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios here in Somerville, South Carolina. It's now time for the Spotlight Friday Night Lights version here as we're going to bring in, I believe, we've got six athletes in three high schools, and we're going to start off right down the road at Fort Dorchester High School with the one and only. Of course, a slot receiver, but I think the kid can play any position. That's Jalen Best. What's up, Mr. Best? How's it going, buddy? It's going good. I'm doing good. How are you? We're good, man. So when I play that music, you know, that, that, that whole Aussie intro there as you come in, all I can do is see all of a sudden here comes you and Otis and Zoltan just cruising down the street, coming into the studio on your bikes, man, just ready to talk a little football. So we're pumped. Uh, you're tired, right? You've been at camp for three days. Did you, or did you start Friday night up in Spartanburg, work your way to Columbia, then go to Charlotte, man? What's, what's been going on for you the last couple of weeks, man?
10: Nothing really, just working, trying to better myself. And get my name out there and everything. Since yeah. we don't got a season, so, I'm that we do it
2: but, Yeah. Right. So you've been get you've been getting after right? I I get that because I I know I know of course uh you, you got Jay, you, you got you guys over there at the factory with Jamie. Well, he's one of the best at the business when it comes to footwork. And I've watched your feet improve dramatically since you've been hanging out over there throughout the weeks. I, I've had a chance to watch Coach Otis, right working out with you guys over at gahagen but. Uh, man, you come in early, you stay late, you got a great work ethic. I know your folks, of course, so I expect that out of you, man. But uh, tell us a little bit about your camping experience. Uh, I know, again, I saw you Saturday. You and I were over there in Columbia, and then you went up to uh, Charlotte on uh, on Sunday. But uh, how has camp been, and, and what did you like the most about that Saturday experience that you and I were at up there with those guys from Infinity?
10: Oh, yeah. Um, I had fun. It was nice to, like, compete against other people that – you know, from all around other places. But, like, the thing I liked the most about the camp was probably the competition and, like, everybody who wanted to get after it. So, like, now the when one you look ones. at
9: it, you, you guys were. No, I'm sorry.
10: Yeah, so, like, the one on ones and, like, the drills and everything,
2: that's really it. Now, of course, you participated a lot in the wide receiver drills, if I'm not mistaken. I did see you run your 40 and uh, do your jumps and all of that. But out of all of the drills that you did, and you've done a lot of these, but even practicing, prepared with Jamie on Saturdays or Tuesdays or whenever you get to go over to the factory. But when you were there Saturday, what was the one thing, I guess, out of that whole thing that besides competing with some of the best of the best? I mean, let's be honest. There was a lot of big guys there, and a lot of quick guys like yourself. You were probably – uh, one of the fastest kids I saw on, there, on the ground on Saturday. What's one of the things you enjoyed the most, Jalen, when it came down to breaking it down on all of the different drills that y'all did uh, for the hottest day of the year on Saturday?
10: Probably the 40-yard dash, of course, because, you know, I like to run.
2: Now, when you look at running, of course, wide receiver, slot receiver is your position. Any shot that you can lean over there, the coach will and say, you know, I think special teams, because I do special things. I got this crazy speed. Have you ever thought about sitting back there and catching that thing on the five or the three or the two, running it 90 to 100 yards the other way?
10: Of course, ever. It would be nice to do What kind of conversation have you
2: had? Have you had that conversation with him or Coach Brent?
10: Oh, yeah, a conversation about this season, nothing like, like that, but they've been talking about getting the ball a lot and everything.
2: Right. So this is it, man. Class of 2021 coming up. This is your senior year. It took forever to get here, and this is going to be the quickest year of your life. I hate to break it to you, man, and that's without all the drama of COVID-19 and the corona epidemic, man. Of course, uh, you know, I know Uh, tomorrow morning we'll all be watching Facebook Live as uh, the South Carolina High School League is going to announce around 8, probably I'd say about 9 o'clock. They may make us wait to the very end as a suspense movie, if you will, but you know, when you look at it, Jalen, uh, tell me, man, what, what's it like to play at Fort Rochester, man? You guys, you're good. You're fast. You're furious. You, you guys have all the, the angles and the athletes and the coaches over there, the fans. I mean, I see you guys rocking that bus back and forth, man. It's intimidating on its own. Uh, give me the breakdown, man. What's it been like for you to play over there at the Fort the last few years?
10: It's been good. I mean, it's a lot of – it's not just having just good starters. We have a good second – Second string, third string, got a good secondary. Just everybody has a good play over there,
2: and like. Well, that's always a good thing that helps you compete, though. Sir. That helps the competition part because you know the one thing that I will say, and again, you and I have had this conversation way off the air and around town. But you know, I even said last year with that second that that second team defense, I thought it was just as good as some of that first team defense. And in the receiving core, you guys are always known for having the height. But, but this year, along with yourself, you guys are going to use your size as an advantage from the speed that you're able to do and able to kind of get around. And, you know if you, if you, can't, you know, if you can't try to imagine this young man, if you look at Ace Sanders, who played for the Gamecocks, who played in the league, right, this is the type of athlete that's on the phone right now with us, who's a slot receiver down there at Fort Dorchester, man. Uh, what's one of the things that, that when you think about playing at Fort, man, a memory up until now, again, you got your senior season. It's going to happen. I'm going to speak it into existence here. But so far, man, give me the best memory at this point that you can look back at Fort Rochester on that football field that you'll always remember up until this point.
10: Basically being out there to play with my brothers and building a bond with everybody that I got to know growing up. And just being how I am today. Just knowing how to help course, your senior. Never...
2: Now, with your senior year coming up, college is on the, uh, it's on the menu, by the way. It's not if, it's when you go to college, by the way, young man. And you get that college education, by the way. You just play a little bit of football when you're there. Uh, how exciting is it for you to look at some of the mail coming through your doors or look at some of the opportunities? And I know you kind of narrowed down some – some direction that you want to go. You and I have talked about that. That's up to you whether you put it out in, on the airways with me tonight. But when, when you start to kind of look at that, and, and again, I think it helps you, Jalen, to know where you're going as far as setting that barometer of what you need to be doing to get there, right? So so tell us a little yeah. bit here on how are you starting to narrow it down. And, and when it goes to college, have you thought about your major yet? Um, Like engineering, something
10: that has to do with engineering.
2: It's something that makes a lot of money. I like that, man. Something that takes a lot of money but makes a lot of money, and it all together makes Mama and Daddy a happy group down there, of course, here in Charleston. Uh, I can only imagine when you go wherever you go, it be in the state of Florida or North Carolina or wherever you land, I can imagine um, you're going to have quite the following because Mom and everybody's probably going to ride with you. I mean, th- they do realize they can't live in the <laughs> door with you, right? I mean, have we had that conversation yet?
10: Yeah, we had that conversation. She's going to miss me, though.
2: That's a lot. <laughs> I think you're going to miss her as much, big guy. Man, let me tell you something, brother. I, I'm real proud of you. I'm not going to keep you. I told you I'd try to keep you about 10 to 15 minutes tonight. Uh, this is your first time being on the radio, but this is the first of many because uh, I, I'm going to be leaning on your senior leadership as we'll talk about your season. We'll talk about, you know, the recaps as we do a Saturday morning show. We'll have you on to kind of recap some stuff. And, of course, I've got your teammate, Otis Mack. He's a defensive guy The Ben's. Your quarterback. This is the kid that's going to be slinging the ball Tia Zoltan. Is going to be joining us here. Uh, I look forward to it. I believe you're heading. If all works out, July 31st, you and I will see each other again. If not before, we'll see you at that camp in uh, in Charlotte. Correct?
10: Yes, sir. I'll be there.
2: All right. Well, we appreciate you, man. I'll let you get back at your busy. Try to stay busy at least Tuesday night, and uh, I look forward to talking to you tomorrow after the High School League uh, announces whatever the future may hold, buddy. God bless. Take care. Tell mom and dad and the coaches, I said, thanks for letting you come in here and hang out tonight, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, a slot wide receiver. This young man has got some speed. Let me tell you what. They say speed kills. Well, that's the – hey, man, there's some DBs that are getting burned in the low country. And I'm telling you, this kid has put in the work. He's done a lot of great things. And I believe now we stay at the fort. And we're going to bring in a big man. This cat here, he looks like the Incredible Hulk coming around the corner. And that is, without doubt, Mr. Otis Mack, Jr. What's up, Big O? What's up? So, you, as well as we just had your teammate, Jalen Vest, of course, the wide receiver, you come on the other side of the ball, linebacker. Uh, you play some free safety. I believe you can play about any position that they put you at. You put in the work. And, uh, like I said, between the pain, the rain, and all that, you've had a lot of game here. And I've watched you – Get through the summer. You and I have shared a lot of conversations. You've shared a lot of videos with me working at home. I've seen your dad, of course, work you guys out over there at uh, Gahagan, which I applaud your father for stepping up because, again, it takes that for everybody to get better. It's a it's a village that takes us to raise everybody. But when you look back at these days, man, and, and you look at some of the things you've had to overcome, man, what's the one thing going through since March when you guys were shut out of school up until today, what's something that you look back and you think, man, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad I got a chance to do that.
6: Oh, uh, It's just a, just
2: being out for my
6: father and stuff, trying to get better and stuff. The, the biggest thing is me trying to get better better myself as a student and as an athlete.
2: I like that student athlete. There you go. Of course, we're live with the man who brings in, of course, a lot of pain from the defensive side of the ball, Otis Mack Jr., class of 2021. This is it for him as well. If he's going to either play that linebacker position. I could see him as a defensive end, by the way. And I'd say fingers (laughs) in the dirt because he can probably come out of that thing pretty fast. Free safety? Sure, why not? Uh, I even think you might be able to throw a football because I've seen you do that at Gahagan as well. Uh, You've been camping (laughs) the last couple of days, man. Friday you started in Spartanburg. Saturday you went to Columbia and you finished off your tour in Charlotte, North Carolina, man. Tell us, you know, out of these three camps, uh, for somebody who's never been to a camp or maybe been to these three camps, you know, let's start Friday night, man. What was Friday night like up there in Spartanburg on a, uh, I believe it was a Friday night game or Friday night uh, show, correct? Yes, sir. It was It was very hot, and there was a lot of people out there to
6: compete with. I liked the intensity, of it, and I had learned a few things. They teach me how to move my hips better than what I what I did
2: do now, and I just
6: appreciate them for that.
2: Now, of course, that's your Friday. Then Saturday, I got a chance to catch up with you. And, of course, uh, you know, your dad actually put him to work for me over here at Southern Sports Central taking camera pictures. And I'll tell you what, man, he's got a job. We hired him on the spot and he retained it for the next event. Of course, that's going to be on July 31st. But Saturday, a little different, man. You guys saw a few more athletes. You probably saw some familiar faces from Friday to Saturday. But but Saturday, it seemed like 273 kids, man. There were some players out there, There some game changers. You know, you were getting some pretty big dudes. I saw some other guys around you that you towered over as well. But what did you learn in Saturday's event? As you guys were decked out, by the way, and I thought pretty five star uh, swag. Is
6: uh, I, I'm
2: sorry, what did you say? What so? What did you take out of Saturday? What was your What was your taking out of Saturday, Otis? When when you uh, got in the car, I'm sure you fell asleep. But right before you fell asleep, you know, what did you learn out of that Saturday event?
6: It's the same thing I learned on all the camps on competing to be the best, the best at the camp. I fell short this whole week. I ain't even going to lie. But it's just, that just makes me want to
2: work harder for next time I go to any camp. Live right now with a young man who I believe will be playing college ball this time next year. Again, you start to kind of look at the size of this young man. You look at his work ethic. You see what he can do, and I trust me, Understand that I will be calling his name quite a bit if I cover that Fort Dorchester Patriots team over there in North Charleston. These guys, uh, every year, it's the standard, right? This is what you guys do. with state championship. It's just a few of the goals in between the beginning to the end is is what you guys get after. Now, you've been a Fort uh, Dorchester Patriot for a while now, man. Give me a memory so far that you can look back and you say, man, at this point, what's something that you remember about your days over at the Fort?
6: Um it's too it's too what
2: what do you want to hear about? You tell me, man. I mean when you look at it, you're playing for a coach, their course that has done an incredible job putting things together. So so let me ask you this. I've seen a lot of great dudes come out of there. Brandon Johnson, who committed to Navy right here on Southern Sports Central, of course. The other Johnson who, by the way, is doing big things in big ways, he's over there at Georgia Tech, how much has it helped you? Let me ask you this. How much has, has it helped you to have guys like that around you to kind of pull you along and, and watch their work ethics and say, well, if they're good enough to go to Navy doing it this way or good enough to go to Georgia Tech and doing it that way, and, of course, you've seen some other dudes go in some other big places as well. You know, how much has that helped you want to stay focused and get after it? It helped
6: me a lot. Seeing, seeing those guys work like that doesn't mean me want to be better than them, work harder than them. Just so I could be in a better place than what they're going to.
2: Well, buddy, I can promise you one thing, you got a bright future, and it's just now beginning, hanging out over there at the fort, and we look forward to a continuing conversation with you, get you back in here. Uh, I gotta ask, man, what's your strongest point in the gym? You're a big dude, you work hard, you put in a lot of work, but when it comes to that weight room, man, what's the what, what's your strongest part in the weight room? I would say benching. What you benching right now, but what you putting up? Uh, two seventy five. Two seventy five. I like that, man. Now, how how tall are you? Give me some weight real quick, cause uh, we're gonna wrap it up with you and get you back to your normal Tuesday evening. But uh, height wise, man, what what are you looking at height wise, and what are you looking at on the weight side? Six six one two o oh, two o oh, five.
5: Six
6: one two o oh,
2: five, and I tell you what, the kids got it. He's got that cut, man, if he can come around on him at, at tracks. And I asked Jalen the same thing college-wise, man. If you started looking at any any college individual, and then education-wise, you mentioned it as well, being a student athlete, it, it, what are you hoping to carry next year playing college football, but what are you going to major in, in Anything yet that's kind of crossed your mind? Business. <laughs> Business, I like that. That's an open spread, and that gives you open opportunities, buddy. Hey, man, I appreciate you giving us some time tonight, representing the fort. Make sure you tell mom and dad we said thanks for letting you come in here and your coaching staff. I know we're listening as well. Real proud of the effort you're putting in. I'm pretty sure I'm going to see you as well on July 31st over there at that Carolina Experience Showcase. And uh, I'm sure, like everybody else, you'll be watching tomorrow morning on the uh, high school league, buddy. But uh, God bless you. Take care, Otis. As I told you before, if you need anything, reach out, buddy. We appreciate you. Yes, sir. All right, guys, there you go. Otis Max Jr. coming in here. Of course, he plays multiple positions on the defense linebacker, free safety, but I feel like this kid could be put anywhere on the field and do really big things. Let's stay on the campus and make this a three-way call here. We're going to head over now to their quarterback, Zoltan Osborne. I'm telling you guys, <laughs> if he's not on your radar today, he will be after this show because this kid is the real deal. He's got one of the best arms I've seen, his ability to sling it down and put it, in the bucket, I mean, in stride, is incredible. Now, with that being said, let's head over there to the fort. Zoltan, what's up, buddy?
11: Hey, what's up, Richie?
2: How are you today, man? Everything good? Good, yes, sir, yes, sir. So, this is it, man. So, so we don't have to have that conversation about when you come in or when you go out. You're going in this year. This is your team. You're coming up uh, on a big year, right? So, tell everybody really quick, uh what class are you coming in this year? Give me your height and your weight as uh we get ready
11: for this new season. Uh this year I'll be a sophomore and I'll be six one, hopefully reaching back up to one eighty five ish area and weight.
2: So that puts you in class
11: of twenty twenty three. How much are you weighing, you said? one eighty five.
2: One eighty five. The kid's got an arm, like I said, and he's worked hard. I see him on Saturday putting in the work, man, and congratulations. I didn't give Jalen that as well. I should have. On Sunday, I saw him getting a, a receiver award, man. But uh, you go to another camp after working out on a couple of days. You go into your third day and you come out victorious at the, uh, I think the was at the VTO camp up there in Charlotte. Uh, you guys were able to come out with a, a, or at least you came out with an award as well.
11: Yes, yeah, sir. Me and, uh, and Jalen came out top five. There was a lot of great competition out there, and it was just, fun being able to be recognized with all those great dudes out there and being one of the youngest to get an award, too.
2: Live right now hanging out on the fort. That's right, Fort is. We're here with their starting quarterback, Zoltan Osborne, class of 2023, is upcoming sophomore. But I tell you, he plays out of his shoes, and he'll be one of the best quarterbacks down here in the low country and, of course, around the state. He works out uh, with Perry Orth and a few other great quarterback coaches around the state. And, again, uh, want to give those guys who take time away from their families to work with our guys here in the low country. Now, that being said, I, I saw Saturday a lot of great quarterbacks. Man, you fit in extremely well, Zoltan. I thought you looked good. You're, everything they asked you to do, you did it. You were able to get into hustle mode and uh, throwing it on a dime, as they would say, right? How much does it help you guys as quarterbacks, especially for you, you coming in and maybe a little younger than some of the other guys, but hold your own for sure. Uh, how, how much did it help you? week in and week out so far, and especially this past weekend being around so much talent that you've been able to kind of maybe give yourself a barometer of where you
11: are? Yeah, it's great. You know, you get to kind of set yourself to a higher standard when you're around that great level of competition, and it just makes you better as a player and as a person because, you know, there's people out there like Hayden Vasquez, you know, and he's like always got his head above his shoulders and playing real good, and it's just, it just makes you a better person and a player at the same time.
2: Hey, talking about Hayden Vasquez, I believe that's the Sumter quarterback. Uh, again, another young man I thought looked good as well. A lot of great quarterbacks in their state, man. And it seems like, you know, our, we get receivers that do well Offensive of line, but receivers, uh, of course, couldn't catch the ball without the quarterbacks throwing it to them. You know, when you look in this region that you're in here, of course, Kobe Shirey's the quarterback up at Somerville. Uh, I believe uh, Ashley Ridge is going to have a new quarterback hanging out over there, a kid that's coming in from West Ashley uh, that's uh, moved on to that side of the world. But – but how much do you do you guys? Is it kind of a little bit of a fraternity, if you will, or do you guys ever cross paths at any point and have conversations, or do you see each other? I know, I believe Kobe and you actually work out with uh, the same trainer
11: as well, right? Uh yeah, well um, we work out with uh both we'll work out with Perry here and there, and we'll bump heads here and there too. But I mean, it's just <laughs> it's just all love, you know. Everybody just want to see everybody be great.
2: Live right now, of course, with the starting quarterback over at Fort Dorchester. Of course, that's Zoltan Osborne. He's the up-and-coming sophomore, class of 2023. Uh, A huge, I mean a huge expectation out of you, man. And I don't want to scare you because I think you enjoy uh, the pressure, man. Most good athletes like yourself, you do. You appreciate the opportunity uh, to prove those who think you can that you can and those who can't. You just sit back and watch and you do what you do on a Friday night. Now, that being said, uh, you know, you look forward to a lot of things, man. What's the one thing that you look forward in your sophomore year coming up? And, you know, yes, there's competition because there's a handful of other quarterbacks around you. But, you know, you, you shared the field last year with a guy who, you know, I watched this young man grow as well on and off the field. How much do you, did you guys last year work together to kind of work off of each other to help each other out? Because you see that a lot of times at college level. But it seems like you two guys really had a nice one-two punch when it came to the offense.
11: I mean, yeah, it's, it's great because you know, I mean, we're it makes us be more versatile. You know, he brings up run game, and I just bring that passing game, and then it just gets harder and harder to stop whenever we start like gelling and getting it better and better. So like, it's just harder for the defenses to adjust, and it's just we make each other better.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. And I'm gonna tell you what, Mr. Stab of course, have the legs, you have the arms, and again, you, you guys are able to feed off one another. I call it the one-two punch. From the fort. You know, so you go in, you're a freshman, you're starting man, the year before Somerville, they were able to sneak in there and take one in double overtime, but you, you and your crew comes into the backyard of the Somerville in a famous stadium and, and make some headlines, man. How cool was it for you? I know you grew up in this area, you're, if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to throw any shade to Mom, but I know she went to Somerville. How cool was it for you to go in and, and beat Somerville? I guess now that makes you one and over against your rival.
11: I mean, it's great. I mean, actually I'm like Four, no, for real, because I played baseball against them and then never beat us whenever I pitched. And my B team year, we uh, beat them too. But, I mean, it's great going in there. And, I mean, I started that game, but that game really wasn't all me. You know, I mean, I had that one touchdown and another deep ball, but that game was really all sad, bringing that run game in and punching the ball in when we needed those big scores and then taking the momentum over. That wasn't me at all, for real.
2: Well, let me tell you one thing, big guy. You did one thing great, and that is, of course, uh, your leadership on the sidelines to the field. You guys, again, you know, that's one thing is that I watched you guys, and, of course, I was in attendance at another game as well, but I had the chance to get it, uh, over to your field to watch you guys practice a little bit, to see some things, and uh, you're you starting to kind of put other things into play. You know, with the parents, how great they are, how the support happens with you guys over there at Fort Dorchester, and I do appreciate uh, you know, you guys allowed me to come in, knowing that, of course, I have been the voice of the green wave. And you know what? You guys, that's all right. We won't hold that against you. You can come in and do what you do. But let me ask you this question. You got a new offensive coordinator, man, and if you don't want to say anything, that's okay with me. But Coach Rafferty is headed. Now he is sitting in Somerville, South Carolina. He will be a green wave. He's the HBC over there. He was your offensive coordinator this time last year, correct? Yeah. Yes, sir. So now you got Coach Brent. Ah. So, Prad's young son comes in here and is going to do some big things. Uh, how, how much have you guys circled that game on the, uh, on the schedule when it comes to getting that game in? And, and if there's not but any other game in the year of 2020 or it ends up in the early 2021, that game right there has got to be played, correct?
11: I mean, yeah, it's got to. But, I mean, it's nothing more than just another game. You can't shoot over your head just because, you know, you want to – get paid back on someone or something, but, you know, I mean, he's got to come in like a regular game, and you do you, but there is that little a little back jab, you know, but he just, he wants to be a better him, and so what he can do as a head coach, so it's good for him. Yeah, I like that good
2: answer there, old Man, the young man, the sophomore, listen to him, sounds like a senior coming out here in then A. It's just another ball game, but realistically, these are two – incredible programs that get together on an incredible Friday night, usually the last game of the year. And, man, I've been a part of them since about 2011. I've seen some fireworks on many different angles. And I can tell you what, I look forward to having another year this year coming up as we are live with Zoltan Osborne. He is the Class of 2023 quarterback over at Fort Zoltan uh Final thing, let me ask you, man, as you're leaning into it, man, what's the one thing that you're looking forward more than anything this year as you come into another year? Like I mentioned at the beginning, this is your team, right? I mean, you look at that; He's graduated, going off to school, going to do some great things at the next level. But for you, man, you know, hey, look, you wanted it. You got it. Let's roll with it. What's something you're looking forward to as you guys uh, get ready for
11: this new season? Uh, just pushing everybody to be great as a team, as a whole you know, and just making sure that we're doing the best that we can. And that just, that makes the season go by so much better and everybody be great.
2: Well, on behalf of all of us, all of you guys over there at Fort Dorchester, as we wrap it up on the fort, we'll hit the bus here in just a few, but uh, Zoltan, man, if you need anything, don't hesitate to reach out to us. You already know that. I appreciate your first class of all of you guys. I saw you at camp on Saturday. You walked over. We had always had good conversation. I appreciate your folks letting you do it to do with me and, you know, them trusting the fact that, that you can jump in here. And of course, uh, you always do a five star job on this air, and I always uh, enjoy getting you in here with me, buddy. So if you need anything, reach out. Until then, stay safe, and uh, I'll reach out to you tomorrow to hear your thoughts on this announcement that should come sometime tomorrow morning. Yes, sir. Have a good well, one, Reggie. You're always a pleasure. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. So that is, well, Fort Dorchester Chester's on, and that is uh, Zoltan Osborne. This young man comes in here. Ready, eager, and as he mentioned, game by game, day by day, getting it done. These kids have really put in a ton of work and all of these kids around the state of South Carolina. But they have been stopped and started and stopped. And here they are again waiting for that final answer tomorrow. What will that golden ticket say? Will it say, good to go, let's play a couple weeks into September? Or is it, we'll wait, we'll do it again sometime? Let's say maybe, I don't know. January? We'll wait and find out. We got to go to break because we're taking the bus ride down into the deeper part of the low country. We're heading to Buford, South Carolina, the Buford High School with Evan Smalls. He committed yesterday to the Gamecocks. This kid is a man child. I'm just hoping that we didn't have to feed him before he got here because he just got out of a workout with his training and, of course, his mentor and uh, his teammate, Theo Washington, is going to join us as well. That's a running back and a linebacker in one, but uh, that young man is a uh, is a beast as well. Now, Theo's coming in at the class of 2021. While we look at Eamon Smalls, he is actually part of the class of 2023. So we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get in with some more football as you're listening to Southern Sports Central Live right here on Blog Talk Radio. Guys, don't go anywhere. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Yelman here live on Southern Sports. Central. a beautiful Tuesday night here in the Lowcountry coming to you from, of course, the factory sports and fitness training studios. You can find the guys and girls actually working out. They're not on the radio. They're doing their thing over at 5913 Loftus Road in Hanahan, South Carolina. You can give them a shout at 843-573-7391. And go ahead and get yourself set up for a one-on-one conversation, if you will. They'll tell you what you need, where you're going, and what you're doing. They have got an incredible group of guys and girls. Man, they do it all. They do hip-hop workouts to the actual old-school workouts, and uh, I've seen uh, quite a bit of talent walking in and out as these guys are are ready to get after it. Now, of course, it's time for us to continue to get after it. The bus, oh, by the way, is uh, sitting right there in Buford as we head down to the low country, and let's head over there now with the biggest man in uh, Beaufort County, I can promise you, even Smalls joins us. What's up, big man? Not too much. <clears throat> well, I saw you try to jump the fence earlier. I saw that video. Were you able to make it? I couldn't watch all of it, man. Were you able to get out of that fence? Yes, sir. <laughs> I love that mentor over there with you, man. This guy challenges you guys day in and day out, man. So, you've had quite a busy uh, last few uh, days, I'd say, right? I mean, you're you're kind of a big deal, man. It says 6'2", 340. That's not true because I stood beside you on Saturday, and I thought, my God, is everybody 6'4", maybe 380. Tell me about it, man. I think, <coughs> hey, what is your size? How tall are you? How much are you weighing in? Oh, you lost a little bit. Oh, look at you. All those tires are going around down there in Buford, man, and it's wearing you it out, man. Of course, you just got an offer—not even what, 24, 48 hours ago from South Carolina, the Gamecocks. That's your first offer. What was it like, man? And, and tell me, how did that conversation go? Was
8: it a phone call, or, or
2: how was the how was the offer brought to you from the Gamecocks? Uh,
1: it was a phone call. My head high school football uh, coach told me about it, and uh, I called up. I called uh, Mr. Uh, Wilson, and I, uh, I talked to Coach Muschamp and. They offered me. It was a nice experience because I grew up watching them,
2: and like my whole family is a fan. So of course we're live right now with the biggest man down there right now at Buford. He is a sophomore. I said a sophomore, class of twenty twenty three, if I'm not mistaken. With even Small is joining us now, defensive lineman. What position on that line are you playing there, big guy?
1: Uh, I play defensive tackle. I could play nose
2: too. He plays about anything. I like that. Now, when you look at this guy, and, again, when you came out of that, that workout on Saturday, kind of break it down for me because I did see these guys. They took, if I'm not mistaken, the big guys like yourself, the guys in the trenches. They took you to the backfield back there with the offensive line guys. But how was that camp for you, man? Was When you got there, you got all the gear put on, everything was working out. Kind of walk me through the hottest day of the year, that Saturday in Columbia, man. You got there, how would it
1: go? Uh, it went good. We did uh, we did the uh, combine drills and everything, and then we uh, we went and we did one on one, and that went good. It was a it was a nice day. It was, it was hot.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was it was hot isn't even an understatement, my man. I was walking around, and then of course we had our mask on, so I can't breathe. I'm losing weight. That's why you lost that 20 pounds was Saturday. I mean, let's be <laughs> honest, it was about 3,000 degrees, man. Whew. You had a bunch of dudes with you there, man. And I got to give it to you guys, man. Well, Branch and, and Buford, you guys might not get along on the field, but you guys definitely get along during the off season, and, and I think that's huge. That speaks volumes of your personality and your character. Uh, how cool was it for you, man? Because you're a big dude. You've been playing these tires around since you were like three, I'm sure. When you look at it, man – You saw some other dudes that were as big as you, man, and that's kind of what college is going to be here in about two or three years for you. Was it neat for you to finally see a few guys that had the ground you had and to see the abilities that you did? Uh, Yes, sir. Yeah. Was there anybody in particular that you picked up? Because I did see another big dude, and he's about the same size as you. Well, he might have been a little bit bigger. And he was over there, I believe. Uh, he's at a 4A school in Columbia. Was there anybody that you kind of were like, I want to go against this dude, or I want to at least see what he's got to offer? Anybody kind of catch your eye that that plays the same position you do?
1: Oh, yes, sir. That was a that was a few.
2: Now, when you look at this stuff and you go to this camp, how many camps have you had a chance to go to as far as up until this off season and this crazy COVID uh, post the or, I would say COVID offseason.
1: Uh, only two so far, the ones from this Saturday and uh, the UA All-American one.
2: Let's talk about that All-American thing there, man. How, how cool was that to be a part of that All-American deal? And, and you started to kind of get these letters coming in. I'm sure uh, the mailman knows your, your address by heart. He probably doesn't even need to put it in the GPS any longer, but – you know how, how surreal was it to go to that all-American camp and, and get that work in with some of the best athletes around the around the country?
1: Uh, it was just, like I just had to take it all in because it, it was nice. Like I never really, I never really thought, you know, well, I would get, I would make it this far, honestly, like with the football thing. Right. You know? Now, a lot of that goes to
2: this, uh, this gentleman that you work with right now. I know your trainer, and of course, your mentor, working out with you today. Let's talk a little bit about him, man. Let's talk about how much effect he's had on you. And, of course, I believe it was, what, six, seven years old. He started coming around, helping you out, pushing you through, probably making you angry, right? I mean, that's usually what trainers do. They make us angry but make us better. Tell us about this guy that's been by your side for, I don't know, the last 10 or so years.
1: Uh my coach uh coach Denza, uh he's been there since I was nine when
0: I first started
1: playing football. And he's been with me ever since. He was uh training me. Training me he was my mentor, him and the EMC family. That's the uh the group that I'm a part of. And yeah, they just they mentor me. And they, they keep me focused.
2: <clears throat> We're live right now with the big man down there at Beauford. South Carolina, Beaufort High School is uh, where he attends right now. That is the one and only Eamon Smalls. Got the offer from the Gamecocks, the dream offer. And what it sounds like is the big, huge defensive lineman, who is definitely living up to the hype. As I watched him do everything on Saturday, and he did it with not only, I mean, you're a big dude, man, but you got some great footwork, man. You're able to kind of move around a lot more gracefully uh, than many guys your size. Heck, you move around better than guys half your size. What kind of things have helped you to get your feet in order to, to work the drills that you're working? What, what is it about you that helped you get these type of movements when it comes to your footwork?
1: Uh, I noticed growing up, like, I was always I was always flexible and, like, fast uh, and, like, you know, just getting better, you know, doing, doing special, doing uh, drills that the skill players doing stuff like that, you know, doing stuff with them, you know, I, I, that helped me to get faster, helped me get my feet faster.
2: we we'll are live again, with the big man. He's got great feet. Of course, he can put in the work, and he's doing it again, hopefully. Uh, I believe you guys are heading up on the 31st up there to Charlotte, North Carolina, to that Carolina Experience Showcase. We just had, actually, the coach from that uh, huge combine that's going to be coming up on the 34th, uh, 31st. Excuse me, Coach Chachi Sullivan joined us here, and he's excited about having guys like you in there, too. He talked about having a big offensive line guy, big, a big defensive line guy. But what do you hope to get when it comes out of these camps there, when when you look at – you know everything across the board, and then again, your personal goals as you went into Saturday. What were you? What were your goals going into a camp like that?
1: Uh, just to get to just get, just to get a feel of everything, just to get a feel of getting back used to everything, and like just seeing just going out and seeing everyone that uh, hopefully I'll be going up against in college.
2: Now, of course, I asked this young man to send me his list, and I always like to know these guys and say, hey, what, what kind of guy, where are you looking at going? And this my man mentioned, I mean, he didn't even skip a beat. The game catcher right there at the top, he had Alabama and Twinsen.
5: Uh, You know, he had a,
2: a nice little top five list, man, and it was a solid list, and you didn't even hesitate. But I asked you about your major, something that you're looking at getting into. What, what did you tell me uh, as far as education? And I know you've got a few years to get there, but it sounds like you've already got some of that at least somewhat figured out. What are you looking at? as far as majoring-wise goes in education?
1: Uh, engineering. I want to uh, major in air. I want to be an aerospace engineer.
2: There you go, man. So let me ask you this question. When when you start to kind of put things in order and uh, you start to kind of put everything where it goes, that is the school that basically um, shut down for you guys in March. How hard was it for you, and uh, and how much have you talked to your teammates when it came to going through, you know, the changes, man, because being homeschooled is a heck of a lot different. We always talk about, man, I just wish I was homeschooled. Well, you guys got a toast of it. And uh, tell me, what were some of the biggest challenges you had in uh, your freshman year, by the way, in high school? You were forced to kind of call it off early and head over to the, um, the house to get the job done. Uh,
1: it was kind of uh, hard at first. It took some time to get used to because we had to do everything on the computer, and then you know not being able to see uh, everyone that you going to school with, it was kind of it was kind of rough at first, but we just learned to got used we got used to it, and uh, we called each other up, me and my teammates, and we just started working out in groups, like little groups that so we had to do, like at parks.
2: Live right now, the big man, he got his, He got the offer from the Gamecocks. It's the first of many I can only imagine that he will start to see now Once the word gets out that they've offered even small. The big man down in Buford, I can only, only imagine the list that are going to continue to grow as, uh, as week after week and day after day. Uh, as we ask is everybody here, tell me, man, uh, you're probably at this point one of the strongest guys we've had in here, and I've seen you again sling everything but a small car. Over there on your Twitter page, you know, what is your bench right now? What are you throwing around? Three hundred five. Three hundred five. Bench wise, what are you? What are you doing on the squat? Uh, squat.
1: I haven't really squatted like that. I don't remember the last time I squatted was probably like four thirty, and I got. I just. I was coming off an injury.
2: Well, i tell you one thing, big guy. I can't wait to watch you continue to do great things down there. I know next we're going to be joined by your teammate, Theo Washington, and I've got another young man that's going to join me later on in the week, along with that mentor you just talked about. So we're going to – we'll be back down in Buford towards the end of the week, man, but on behalf of all of us at Southern Sports Central and you and I, and I appreciate this, uh, this, this friendship that we've gained in the world of social media, and you've been a first-class dude, you know, going back and forth in communication and tagging me in a lot of posts. It means a lot to me, and I just can't wait to watch whatever it is, wherever you go, whatever you do. I think you're going to do incredible, man. I wish you the best of luck, and we'll do this again. You did a great job. I don't know how many radio broadcasts you've been in, but, man, you sound like you've been here before.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you
2: for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure, buddy. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, the newest, well, individual, the latest one of them, of course, to get that offer from the University of South Carolina even Smalls joined us here. And, again, we want to congratulate him on that offer. That's a big deal for these guys to get recognized from that hard work. And, again, he comes in. He said 6'2". I don't, I don't believe it because I stood beside him. and Unless I'm shrinking and, and, and all that, I, I don't see that. And he mentioned 220. I, I don't see that. But, uh, you know what, some guys wear their weight well, and, and he's one of those dudes that gets after. Now, it's time to get into some other speed. And we're talking some fast-dash running back. Theo Washington now going to jump in here with us. What's up, Mr. Washington? How's life down in Buford, buddy?
7: Life in Buford is pretty
2: good. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? No, you're good. Yeah, you're good. I got you live in Luther, man. This is awesome. We're glad to get you in here. And uh, You know, I told you, when I told you Saturday. I said, if you do what I need you to do, I'll put you in here. We'll have this conversation, and I got you for the next 15 minutes. So we're going to have some fun talking some football, man. Uh, your senior year is here. I don't know if you thought it'd it was as quick as it did, man, but this is it, man. And you're going to continue to do great things this year and then next year we'll talk about that later on in the broadcast but man tell me a little bit man how many years have you been playing down there at Buford how long have you been on the varsity team and kind of give us a history about this this Buford team that I couldn't really ask even because he's well he's probably the newest guy on the team going into his second year this year right yes sir um well, so what is it about Buford down there man tell us a little bit introduce us to that team down there bud Uh, As far as me, I've
7: been playing for Beaufort High all four years. Well, about to be my fourth year. Um, My freshman year, I played for JV. But starting in my sophomore year, I started playing for the varsity team. And as long as I have played for them, we've been a a very good and competitive team. It's what I would consider uh, very tough. And the competition that we play is also very tough. And that's something that I can appreciate for this team. And um, as well as the city in general, we're just a very – Tough city in my opinion, uh having military bases here and that that just gives us a little bit more of an edge.
2: Yeah, I agree with I, I agree with you. And I'll tell you what, back in a few years ago, you guys actually were in the same region as Somerville and I actually made the trip down there and there were two things that stood out. Number one, you guys have the world's largest mosquitoes. I've never seen a mosquito that looked <laughs> like a hawk and <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's kind of it's like the it's like the coach there with you guys told me that's kind of like the twelfth man right I mean you guys are used to Absolutely. it so they only pick on the uh, the tourists right that would be the other team the other thing I thought was cool and I don't know if you guys are still doing it is the tailgating from the staff and the and the faculty and the students is that still a thing down there the tailgating that you guys do before the game or y'all don't do it but you're but you but those on the outside do um well as
7: long as I've been to the school we have had a little bit of tailgating. I'm not sure if it is as much as it was back then, but I I think that it's still a little bit of a trend at our school. I like that, man. So
2: let's talk a little bit about your school now. When you look at things in the region that you're in, again, because of the financial situation, they've moved some things. Have you had a chance to to travel up to this side of the low country? Because you guys are in the low country. I call that the deep part of the low country down there. Right. Uh, going towards the, uh, the Georgia line. But have you had a chance to come up here and play some of these teams up in the upper side of the low country yet? Um, I remember
7: my freshman year, um, Buford High's varsity team, in the playoffs, we played May River for the first round. That is about the only time that I've had the opportunity to play really anybody in the upstate the side of the lower country, like right. the upper side of the low. Um,
0: right
7: now, Mayweather,
2: by the way, is another good team.
7: Yeah.
2: Great team, uh very competitive.
7: Other than that, that's pretty much the only team. Um we've played Charleston teams, like North Charleston teams, um up in that area kind of like Berkeley, uh K and Bay. Um but not necessarily like North Myrtle Beach and and that area. We haven't really played those teams as much. Sure.
2: Now, of course, we're live right now with Theo Washington. He is a, uh, a class of 2021, and the, the numbers say 5'10", 200 pounds, running back slash linebacker. He can play a few other roles as well. I watched him at his camp on Saturday. Let's hit that Saturday camp. Man, you've played football your whole life. Was yesterday one of the or Saturday now, was that one of the hottest days that you've had to go out there? And, and you didn't have any other choice but to give everything, but really some of the best competition, I would hope, kind of drove you to give that extra push.
7: Right. Um. See, Saturday, man, I, Saturday was hot. <laughs> Saturday was hot. Um. But oh man, it's just that like a a big part of the that day was just how hot it was. Like I don't know what it was that day.
2: But what what was the I hardest thing for you during the day? I know the heat was bad, Theo, but. But I know they kept reminding you guys, number one, stay off the track. I heard that a thousand times. But also heard right. separate, wear your mask. What was the hardest thing for you, the biggest transition, minus the heat? Let's take the heat and put it in our back pocket for a minute. What else was it? And, again, you've been playing varsity all four years. It speaks volumes of how talented you are, by the way. But but out of that day on Saturday, what was the hardest thing for you to kind of adjust to? Um, Probably
7: really just how many people there were. I know because of quarantine, I haven't been around that many people trying to be safe, so um, just being around that a large group of people was something that I had to adjust to because I was just so used to kind of just being around family. Um, if I did hang out with people, if I did work out with people, it'd be maybe no more than five. So then going to a camp from, from a small group to going to a big camp like that, that was a, a little bit of an adjustment, but I think that I, um, I adapted accordingly but that that was probably one of the bigger challenges just because I spent months um, training, working out, doing whatever, you know, I did with around a small group of people instead of, um, especially during the summer working out with a big group as far as my team. And now it's just because of quarantine, a smaller group. So that was probably the biggest challenge and the biggest adjustment that I had to make.
2: That's a pretty good point. One of the first I've heard that comparison. I like that from five almost 275. Yeah, that's kind of a big number, kind of a culture shock, if you will. So it does say that you are a running back and a linebacker. I, I believe, was it? Is it true to be said that you worked out more with the running backs or, rather than the linebackers, or were they able to dip, double you up a little bit and get you a little bit of work in both areas? Um, re-
7: recently, it was more of the defensive side. Um, I know kind of early on, I uh, did more work with running backs, but In order to help my team, um, I had to kind of just play more of a defensive role. But hopefully this year I can get more um, looks on the offensive side. That's what I'm hoping for, just because um, we've had seniors and everything graduate, and we've had um, the um, running back space kind of open up just because of the seniors that graduated. So hopefully I can get more touches, if you will, on the offensive side.
2: No doubt about it. What kind of offense you guys running in the past, man? And again, it could change this year. I get that, but as far as in the past, has it been a more of a throw-in team or handoff team? What kind of offense have you guys been running, and what do you expect to be ran this year?
5: Well,
7: um, I remember my freshman year because we've we've had have a lot of changes. But I remember my freshman year we were definitely a more of a run-heavy team. But then starting my sophomore year we did more of a spread offense, and um, that's what we did from my sophomore year up until about the middle of my junior year. But unfortunately, we had um, our quarterback go down. Uh, he, he had an injury on his shoulder. And so what we did is we changed the offense a little bit. We tweaked it a little bit, and we did more 40 passing when we had our starting quarterback. To now uh, when we had our second string in, it was more of a 50-50 where we would run half the time. Well, really – we actually kind of floppy. It. it was more of a 60-40 run most of the time, pass less um, than we would with our starting quarterback in. And uh, now going into my senior year, our starting quarterback, he's, he's healed. Um, he's getting back to throwing. He's looking good. So hopefully we'll probably do what we did before as far as passing and throwing and that sort of ratio uh, where we just pass more, run less, but we still uh, run enough to keep that defense that we're playing – you know, kind of honest to where we have them on their toes, if that makes any sense.
2: Yeah, it makes total sense. We're live right now down in Buford with the second athlete from Buford High School. Of course, uh, his teammate, Ian Smalls, who has gotten that offer from the Gamecocks, joined us early. He is a class of 2023. Now we're with class 2021, his senior year coming up Theo Washington, as he is a running back, a linebacker. I'm sure he'll play any position the coach asks him to play. And we're excited to get this young man in here and, I tell you what, man, you got maybe a future here doing some broadcasting, man. I enjoyed this conversation <laughs> a lot as well, man. You, you're, of course, uh, you're a senior coming in here, so there, there's a lot to be said about that. We had some guys from the fort come in. They were seniors as well, but the younger guys did a good job. But, you know, what's the one thing that you're looking forward to before we wrap this thing up, man, that, yeah, you know, this is it, man, your senior year. Now, I know tomorrow all of us are going to be glued to Facebook, like nothing normal, right? That's going to be pretty normal anyways. But tomorrow <laughs> it's the high school league. They're hopefully going to announce – your future, whether it's going to be playing in January or playing in September, but nevertheless, hopefully an answer there. But with all that being said, you know, whether it is one or the other, man, what's something that you look forward to coming up this year?
7: I think something that I look forward to coming up this year is really just um, what I hope to be so um, a little bit more of a fun senior year. Um, of course, like you said, with uh, the announcement that, the high school league is going to make on when we play. Um, that's one thing that I'm definitely looking forward to having to be my senior year. Um, we're actually getting a turf field this year for Beaufort high's football team. So that's going to be exciting. Um, and I really hope that I can, I can play on that field. And um, other than that, it's just the, the entire senior experience in general. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, seniors have, like kind of like senior privileges. Um, and hopefully uh, if everything goes right, our school will still allow us to have those senior privileges. Like, uh, you know, we can get out of school five minutes early, that sort of thing, or go to lunch five minutes early, 10 minutes early. So just things like that, small things that uh, I hope that we still get to have and that I really look forward to going into my senior year. And like I said, the, the turf field and being able to play on that.
2: Yeah, look, definitely, man. And for you to be able to be there for that last year, because again, man, you guys last year aren't going to have that chance. You'll have a chance to to put some miles on that turf, and uh, we hopefully get down there and maybe catch a game or two with you guys, man. So, uh, college got to be in the forecast. I can imagine playing football is uh, in that direction. Again, have you narrowed down? Have you had any conversations? I know we've talked some off the air, and I'm going to do anything we can do to help you in any way, shape, or form, but when it comes down to it, Theo, is, is there a top five for you, man, and, and what type of major are you looking to dive into when it comes to that education? Um, as far as the top five,
7: I, I, I'm just kind of I'm, – I'm at a spot right now where I, I really just want to play wherever which my college will let me play. Um, so a top five, I, I can't really necessarily get one. Um Sure just because I'm trying to keep my mind open to um, the possibilities of of where I could go um, as long as I can play football again. And as far as my major, um, I've given a lot of thought. I know I used to actually be interested in um, doing architectural design for a while, but I've kind of digressed on that thought. And I've given more thought towards um, podcasting journalism, actually. Um, (laughs) something that you mentioned a second ago. And also sports medicine, so I'm kind of juggling those two thoughts around because I I really do enjoy sports medicine, and I enjoy stuff like uh, the trainers how we have our that we have at our school for our sports teams um, that I, I enjoy that job as well, or at least I think I would enjoy doing it. So those are probably I like probably the factor, man. That yeah.
2: Well, I, I don't think whatever you do, man, you're going to do great things on there, man. And I, and I tip my cap to to your folks, to, to of course, your mentor there that's uh, there with you guys here tonight. He'll join me Thursday night along with one of your teammates that's going to join me. So, we'll have a little bit more Buford conversation even into the later part of the week. But anytime you want to get in here with me, man, I'm definitely cool with that, especially broadcast journalism. I had a kid at Somerville who is heading to the College of Knowledge down there to play baseball for uh, the College of Charleston. He's a great football player, Brody Hopkins. And this is something he wants to do as well. So I always tell him, look, man, you know, I'll mic you up. We'll have some fun, and you make sure this is what you want to do and gives you a chance to kind of get your feet wet a little bit. Ben. But uh, on behalf of all of us, Theo, we are greatly, greatly appreciative of the time you've given us tonight. We are going to continue to do this. Because you are a senior, I'm going to lean on you a lot to keep me in the loop of what's going on down there at Beaufort and you guys and your season. And, uh, again, God bless you, your family. You guys stay safe. Keep an eye on that big man over there, man. Keep him humble. And uh, I just could only imagine watching that big dude jump a fence had to be one of the most entertaining things you've seen all week, right?
1: Definitely. Oh, I loved it.
2: (laughs) No doubt, man. God bless you, buddy. Appreciate you. We look forward to doing it again. I'll catch up with you off the air, but you did a great job tonight. Your teammate did an incredible job. And tell your mentor and your coach and your family that we said thank you guys so much for coming on tonight and representing uh, Buford and five-star style, buddy. Thank you again. Thank you. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. And like that, we'll take the bus, we'll pull in the doors, and we're going to head back up to Charleston, and we're heading to Wando High School. We're catching up with Connor Torrio, I believe. And, uh, of course, he is a big-time defensive player. He, of course, uh, will come in, and Will Pickering comes to mind when I think of that Wando defense. And that's a guy that's uh, been laying down some wood over there, and now it's Connor's time. And he'll join us coming out of break, guys. Don't go anywhere. Thanks again to the guys at Buford and that mentor and everybody who allowed that trip to happen the last 30 minutes, guys. Don't go anywhere. More Southern Sports Central next.
0: Ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gone. Ride till I can't
11: no more. I got the horses in the bag. Horse stock is attached.
0: And it's mad at black. Got the boots, is black to match. Riding on a horse, ha, You can whip your horse. I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch nah, now. Can't nobody tell me. A lot of money on my brand new guitar. Baby's got to a habit, diamond rings and Fendi sports bras. Riding down Old Dale in my Maserati sports car. Got no stress, I've been through all that. I'm like a
2: Welcome back, everybody. I'm long alongside Eugene Benton, pushing all the buttons, doing all the things in the world of Twitter. You can follow us on social media over there at Twitter World, at So Sports Central. Of course, you can hang out with us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central. We do a little bit of picture taken from time to time, and that's the land of Instagram. Of course, you can hang out with us here on Sundays, Tuesdays and Thursdays nights, 6 to 9, right here on Blog Talk Radio, coming to you live from Somerville, South Carolina, and the Factory Sports at Fitness Training Studios. This segment brought to you by our friends over there at Music Man Barbecue. You can find them in Monk's Corner at 112 East Railroad Avenue. You can give them a shout at 843-899-7675 to make sure that you got their times right, because those barbecue dudes are a little different. They kind of shut it down when they want. And they open it up when they want. Usually, it's closed Monday, Tuesday, so I'd say uh, give one of those guys a shout and see when they're open. Now, we head back to Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, Wando High School. It is the largest high school in the state of South Carolina, by the way. It's bigger than some college campuses I've been on. And without due, we bring in Mr. Connor. What's up, buddy? How's life over in Mount Pete? It's
9: great. It's great. How are you?
2: We're good, man. So I know we, we chatted a little bit earlier today. We've been going at it. And I want to say, first of all, on behalf of me and my group of guys and girls here at Southern Sports Central, it means a lot when you – Tag us in your in, in your action around the low country because we try to keep up with all you guys, and it's hard to do unless you tag us in your videos and your trips. You've been burning up the roads, man. I've seen you head to, I think, Atlanta a while back. You went to Florida. I talked to you earlier about your weekend escapades, heading to a couple camps uh, over the weekend, man. Uh, what's it like, uh, you know, as far as getting out and about and, and competing, as you will, uh, in the last couple of months, or in the last month, where you've been able to see a ton of talent, man.
9: Well, I try to uh, first of all, I try to say that because I can on uh, social media, but it's uh, it's great to get out to like, you know, like go around the south, the country, go around playing other talent that you'll see in if you go to college, because people will come all around the nation to those sort of things, and seeing that talent and all that competition out there, and just being able to play against it, it's super one, humbling, but two, it's also great to see
2: all those guys and play against them. Now, of course, you're playing on the defensive side of the ball. Connor, kind of check in with us real quick, brother. Give me your height, your size, where you're strongest in the weight room, and what position you're killing right now.
9: All right. Uh, I'm Connor Terrio. I'm uh, 5'10", 168. I uh, mostly play DB, sometimes linebacker. Listed, I'm listed as an athlete, so I can play multiple positions. But, uh, I'm probably best with uh, with squat because my squat and my uh, deadlift are around the same. My squat's 375 and my my deadlift is around 400. And my power clean is 180, 185. Now, of
2: course, Connor and the boys at Wando had a stellar year. Uh, of course, uh, Coach Jimmy Noonan was on the uh, the head of the train there. He's since then has decided to take his talents to Georgetown. South Carolina, where he's now the athletic director and the head football coach. Uh, of course, uh, our thoughts and condolences to you and your, your, your group of athletes over there. As your, your, uh, your, of course, your AD passes away, and we paid uh, respect to him uh, at that time. Kind of tell us a little bit, man, how, how, how shocking was it to see your coach leave and then to, to see a, a guy who has made a huge impact in the low country as your athletic director passing away, which, by the way, five-star job by throwing him that birthday party, it means more now than I bet it ever could imagine to be.
9: Yeah, it was it was really it was really a big surprise when uh, coach coach Newman left, but I'm I'm really really uh I'm confident in coach Rocco's ability to be able to lead our team to uh, even maybe a better season than last year because our roster is really stacked and he's he's a really good coach because I played under him on JB uh last year and I'm really excited to see where he takes us this year.
2: We're live right now as we're hanging out over in Wando, east of the Cooper for you guys on the low country in Charleston. You know where I'm at over there. A, a very impressive season, 8-3. So a better season, Connor. All the pressure there at 9-2. and two. You guys, uh, I was there one game. You guys played Somerville. It was week two for them. I'm not sure. I wouldn't say it was week one for you guys. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys had played the weekend before that. But, man, your running back, I thought, looked great. The quarterback play was around. You know, doing big things. Your receivers were able to get out and about. Will Pickering, I mean, this kid, he's probably, what, 5'10? Whatever, soaking wet. But this kid was playing out of his shoes as well. And there you were doing your thing. And so many other guys, just a, a great team effort. What is it about that team, though? Because that scene, and I've watched you guys play for many years at Wando, and you guys have had some players. I mean, one of your wide receivers ended up in Columbia playing for the Gamecocks, and you've had some other position players play some positions around the country and other schools as well. But last year's team, what was it about last year's Team Connor that, it seemed, that was so different than I've seen over there in a long time? Man, the, the camaraderie there was amazing. The locker room it was just great being a part of it, especially as a freshman
9: being to play up on varsity during that playoff season. Man, was, there's was nothing like that locker room in there. All the guys banding together, practicing, and the even, like, for us, it was a little cold. It was great. All the guys huddling up together, all the boys working out, us all together, we really strengthened as a team. And that's what I really thought got us past Conway, and even even into that Fort Dorchester game, because we did not give up. We kept playing through that entire game. And if someone got down, it, the rest of the team would pick those boys up. So it was really great to be part of the the whole varsity experience. So you know.
2: Yeah, you did a great job, man. And I'm looking forward to another great season from you and your, of uh, course, Warriors, as you guys are, the Wando Warriors coming in in a tough region over there. And you play the likes of uh, Goose Creek. You play Kane Bays on that roster. I know Berkeley's on that roster. But, hey, guess what? So is the Wanda Warriors coming off an 8-3 season. And uh, I, I got to give a tip of the cap to your stadium. Again, I'm that radio guy for Somerville where I get to sit in the press box and on ESPN do the play-by-play. And, and, and it's a lot of fun. But, man, that thing was like going into like a five-star studio, man. I took the elevator on the way up. I got up and – yeah, you know, uh, God's uh, very own restaurant, Chick Fil A, was waiting on me there. That was pretty neat. But uh, you know that field, man, watching it, walking on that field, and seeing, you know, so much. Uh, I thought that they had kind of fine-tuned what everybody would imagine a new stadium. How cool was it for you guys to play in that stadium and and to have that impact as far as the environment with the food trucks and even though you didn't get to eat it, you could still feel it brought a different environment than the past.
9: Yeah, I mean. Luckily, my first year showing up there, I was able to play on that stadium. So throughout
2: my entire career at Wando, I will be
9: able to play at that amazing turf stadium, super high quality, great stuff. But I can't. Uh, but the other guys, seniors, juniors, other guys like that, even sophomores sometimes can't say the same because they had to play at the old Wando Stadium. I'm just really fortunate that I'm able to play at that that great, great stadium and facility that even some colleges around South Carolina and elsewhere don't have. And it's it's really really uh,
2: it's really great to have that sort of stuff. We're live right now with a man that plays on the defensive side of the ball. He's listed as an athlete, Connor
9: Terrio. Is
2: that how you say your last name? I want to make sure I get your last name right.
9: Yeah, uh, Con- Connor Terrio. Terrio. It's it's, it's a Terrio. Tough name. All
2: right, there you go. No, it's all right, man. Cause I get it all the time, man. Being a play-by-play guy, we get a lot of we get a lot of names, and it, it's not always easy. But I want to make sure I give it the the, the love it deserves. Now. You're going into it, of course. I see that you're connected, it looks like, to the 707 outlaw team over there. Uh, of course, that's Mr. Mal, who we just had one of the guys who's very close to him, and of course, there's a camp that uh, he would be aware of coming up on the 31st. What's it like playing over there with the 707 the outlaws, man? I know a lot of guys like Coach Tommy and, and some of those dudes, but you guys have a lot of guys that come in, not just from Charleston. I know the wide receiver from Myrtle Beach uh, is listed on the team, but What's it like to play with a great group of guys and, and, and travel around at least the Southeast and play some football?
9: I mean, 7-on-7 is one of the funnest things you can do in high school, even in college. It's great. I love playing football for, for I mean, any team, but that 7-on-7 team is so fun. Also, the team is really high quality. You pick It's like almost an all-star team. You're picking guys from different high schools and the low country, and you're going all over the place with like the Rock Hill, We were supposed to go down to um, Orlando, but that didn't work out. But I ended up going with a different team. And uh, we also went over to Charlotte, I believe, or North Carolina. And it was a great time playing with all those guys. And all that exposure and playing all those other athletes, it's really great. Even practicing with them, it's, it's really, really
2: great to play with all those guys. Love that energy as he's bringing it to us all the way from the Wando High School, well, not the campus, virtually as he sits there. We're hanging out talking about this young man. Now, I believe you're an upcoming – are you an upcoming junior this year? Is this – you're the class of 2022, is that right? Um, I'm an upcoming sophomore in the class of 2023. 2023. So, look at there, man. We're getting loaded with a couple of guys out of that class. So, you're the third gentleman we've had out of this class, and a very talented class here in the Low Country, but around the great state of South Carolina now, Final things before I get you back at your normal Tuesday night coming up on the 31st. Have you already inked the deal? Are you already going to show up? You plan on hanging out up there in Charlotte at that Carolina Experience Showcase?
9: Yes, sir. I plan to do that. I also went to the past two camps in Greenville and in Columbia, and I'm planning to go to the next one. It's going to be a blast.
5: What do you like
2: the most out of it? I know you're a camper, man, and that's pretty neat. You're able to get out there and compete, man, but You know, we talked a little bit off the air, but but tell me, you know, your thoughts from the weekend that you just got out of. I think a three-day tour there, where you were able to get into three different camps.
9: Uh, it was it's it was really fun, uh, especially seeing uh, a lot of uh, some of my Wando guys, the seven-on-seven guys from the Outlaws, uh, some Oceanside guys too. Saw Terrell Miller, who I think you've spoken to before. Uh, He's Mm -hmm. he was out there. Great job. He did great. A lot of my teammates, Colin Bryant, was out there as well. Met a few new guys from Columbia and uh, met a few a few new guys from upstate as well. Great guys, planning to meet up sometime. And I mean, my times there were pretty alright, and it was it was a great time. Loved doing the
2: loved doing the whole combine sort of sort of set. Yeah, no doubt. We're actually going to be there on location, on the air. You'll see the tent, you'll see the logo, the banner. Swing by the box and hang out with us. We'll put you back on the radio, Connor. You did a great job tonight. I'm gonna ask you a question. I didn't prep you for this one because I want to hear a raw answer. There's another school within an arm reach of you guys, and it's kind of—I don't know if you're—you're you're old enough to know what the Hatfield-McCoys are, but—but but that you guys would be like the Hatfield-McCoys of uh, of high school football over there in Mount Pleasant. That's Oceanside, man. Any chance we can rub elbows and get that two games? We, we got to get you guys on the football field, man. You kids grew up together, you play together, and. Yeah, it just kind of seems right, doesn't that it? That's kind of like Fort Somerville, but over in Mount Pleasant, right?
9: Yeah, I mean, I would,
2: I would love to play with those guys because
9: we played, we, I played with them, like when I was younger in my rec days. I, I played with them in seven on seven, and we'll continue to keep them on seven on seven. But it would be a great game because I know a lot of those Ocean Trek guys. And some of those boys got a lot of talent. I'd love to see them play some of our Wando boys,
2: who also have a ton of talent. That'd be a great game.
8: I like that attitude, brother.
2: You're a five-star dude in my book, man. Let's just think, for example, if by chance you were graduating tomorrow, and I know you've got a few years left in your books there, man, but have you already started thinking about you know, a, a major or some type of career that you're going to try to look into going into once high school's uh, come and gone?
9: Yeah, I, uh, this year, I uh, my freshman year, I started with the principles of biomedical sciences, and I want to continue that through high school and hopefully college. And I had a great teacher, wow. and super fun I did pretty well in the class and did well in the exam so I'm hoping to continue that sort of like path that
2: they set me on with the whole science of biomedical uh, engineering
9: and continue that
2: Connor you nailed it buddy I'm mean, going to be honest with you man I couldn't have asked for a better interview to finish off my broadcast here tonight with my high school kids all of six of you from three different high schools man uh, on behalf of all of us to you guys over at Wanda we wish you the best of luck I could be seeing you here uh in, in a few weeks or it may be a few months as uh you know the schedule how it may or may not go but uh again uh yeah, appreciate you proud of you keep working hard keep grinding for what you can't see and uh keep tagging us and and what you do man we'd love to keep up with you buddy much love and we'll talk soon
9: yes sir we will do
2: there you go ladies and gentlemen mr connor he is an athlete from wando high school of course uh Uh, Eugene, I'm going to bring you back in here with us, buddy, because I'm going to tell you something. That young man did an incredible job, and, you know, I I didn't prep him. And I had a conversation with each one of these guys earlier today because the one thing I'm not going to do, all right, the one thing I'm not going to do is try to put a kid on the spot, make a male comfortable. You know, I try to say, hey, look, I'm going to ask you this, this, and this, and this, and you need to kind of think about it. And it's okay for them to have a little bit of a heads up. Now, Connor had no idea I was going to ask him about Oceanside, and, you know, you've dibble-dabbled a little bit over there at Oceanside. They've got two new coaches, by the way. You know, it, it, we're, this isn't Texas, Texas A&M. You know, we've got to get these two teams on the field. And I think it would sell out tickets crazy. I mean, you'd have to get a whole new food truck or two. You'd have to get some hot dogs and hamburgers. I mean, who knows? I may even take it and, and, and head over to, uh, to, to call that game on the radio. So I don't know, but I think it would be a huge, huge opportunity for a lot of different things. and I can only imagine the stands would be packed.
3: Well, I'm actually surprised to hear you say that. I think the only way anyone could drag you across that bridge into Mount Pleasant was if uh, the uh, Green Bay Packers were playing at Wando Stadium. <laughs> so that's kind of interesting to hear you say that. Um, you know, but yeah, yeah and I think it well, is. I mean, the kids grow up, and sure, you know, they'll talk a little junk to each other. But, you know, these kids still yeah. hang out together. They still go to each other's school's proms because they're in group you no. Know, group dates, and they still work out together. They still play ball together. They're still hanging out at the beach and parties and and, and all that stuff, man. You know, the, the bad blood never seemed to be about between kids. And people were saying, oh, it was going to cause – it might it might spill out into the streets, you know, like later because of a game. And not really. I mean, cause, because these kids, you know, they all they were coached by dads or middle school coaches or whatnot. Like I said, they they all been going to school together since kindergarten. You know, that was the only split is ninth grade. But um, it just seemed to be, like, uh, between athletic directors and head coaches. And that's where it seemed to be, you know, the issue. But, you know, the the head coaches for both teams and the athletic directors, and I know one was a, was a tragic situation, ha- have moved on. So, po- possibly, they couldn't get in the works. I mean, look what they did for Somerville and Woodland last year. That was a heck of a game, you know, and it meant a lot uh, to the whole county to get that game in. But, you know, all these other schools play teams um, within their area. You know, the Kane Bay and Berkeley and uh, Berkeley-Somerville, you know, even James Island was playing, you know, John's Island or St. John's, you know, and it just kind of gives that whole community feel where, you know, maybe some folks on the other side of the track get to come over and, and, and watch the teams in, in the area play, you know, it's, not It's not the great divide that people think it is on the outside because it never was for a kid. It just seemed to be, you know, a couple coaches and a couple ADs. But, again, that's seemed to be moved on. But, um, you know, and it's so funny you mentioned that because I'm sitting there listening to him, and, you know, the young man has very uh, calm, very, uh, you know, cool demeanor about himself. He's very sure of himself. And, you know, that's actually something you look for in a defensive back as a guy that, you know, no – no matter what, he's going to have his head in the game. And, uh, cause you're going to get beat, and it's kind of how you come back. And he seems very confident in himself. And, you know, I know he's just tagging the show and some other college coaches, and, you know, maybe things work out and, uh, he gets a good look. You know, fortunately for him, hopefully he'll have this season. Plus, he has two more, being the 2023 guy. So we wish Connor all the best. I was going to ask him one quick question on there, and it just eluded me. His last name with the Terio, that, uh, sounds very, uh, Cajun to me. Sounds like, uh, some of my roots, so I'll uh, try to hit him up later and see if um, see if he has any ties to uh, Louisiana. But um, anyway, you know, it was a good show. I was excited to hear some of the uh, the Beaufort kids come in, and, you know, I, I I noticing a trend in South Carolina. You know, we went from Myrtle Beach having the only turf field to a lot of schools now have turf fields. Um, sure. Myrtle Beach paved the way on that, but, uh, you know, hearing that Beaufort's getting a turf field, and uh battery creek as you as you i don't I don't believe you made it to that game where Oceanside played at Battery Creek in the playoffs, but um you know from the thirty to the other thirty was completely under water, and that was the last game on that field they were ripping that up and putting turf down so I'm amazed that all these uh schools are being able to invest in a turf field. I know that cost is close to a million dollars plus the upkeep and and everything else, so that's pretty impressive. And I, I he was excited and hopeful to get that season in to be able to, you know, like as you said, put a couple of miles on that turf field. But, um, you know, and of course the 4D athletes, man. I didn't know that quarterback was a freshman last year. You know, I don't know where. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't know where LaPrade keeps finding these dudes, man. That come in their freshman year and play like you know seniors on other <laughs> <like> level. Georgia.
2: <laughs>
3: I it's like Georgia. Well, Georgia i Like Georgia. Georgia gets them in
2: all of a sudden. You're sitting
3: there. Yeah, and then there are other schools like our alma mater that, you know, they're they're still, quote-unquote, developing kids in their senior year, fifth-year senior year. <laughs> you know, I don't get it. I don't get it, man. I mean, there's something well, you know what I think we have to do. I think we got to go find out LaPrade's middle school team and coach, and somebody needs to hire that dude if they want to go in and beat LaPrade. They need to go find whoever develops his middle school quarterbacks and hire that dude immediately hopefully LaPraz not listening because he already threatened to steal one of my kids. So, <laughs> so anyway, but that's the key to success. If anybody wants to beat 4-D is either, you know, copy what they're doing at Dutch Fork or go hire that middle school quarterback development guy that uh, coaches those guys that go on the 4-D because, you know, he's now put several guys through there. And at least uh, this one and on that's come in as a freshman and lead that varsity team. Right. And that's, that's unheard of, man, for a 5A school.
2: At that type of level, you know, yeah. at that level,
3: that's ridiculous. Right. So, right. whoever that guy is,
2: well, it's to him. Right. Well, they did have a nice one-two punch. And, again, to give, you know, to give Osborne all the, all the love in the world, the kid's got one of the best arms I've seen, really, realistically, in, in a long time, you know, in, in certain mm-hmm. ways. But you, you look at the one-two punch, and that was, you know, with, with Deontay Saab. And Sab was able to come in there with his legs. And I watched that Somerville game to where, you know, they had to use the one-two punch. And that's no knock to, no knock to Osborne, not at all, because sometimes that happens. That's going to happen. That's how you define character and how you go against it. So, you know, he was challenged a little bit, but I thought he handled it well. He became, you know, a, a team player in multiple ways out there. And like you said, he made one touchdown pass and, and, and was able to get it over one of the DB's heads and, and scored a touchdown. But it was the sad opportunity that came in. And, and again, when you see that that kind of Steve spurry Type, type of mentality, and it worked that night for, of course, uh, Fort Dorchester. They went into Somerville, picked up a big win after taking a tough loss a year ago before, and uh, you know, it, very tough, but a great way for you know that senior class at Fort. At least they were able to walk off Somerville's field, right? I mean, think about how it had to be on the other side for those guys. But we've got a lot of a lot of love, a lot of support from the fort, and, and I want to appreciate and thank you know, not only Coach Brad, but the parents. You know, they let their kids come in here. We've actually had one kid commit. Uh, Brandon Johnson, who's now heading to Navy, right? Emmanuel Johnson, who's been on the show. We've had many of those guys come in here. And we feel pretty good that Carlos Delmout is going to get in here with us maybe as early as Thursday. But another former big-time player, played for the Gators down at Florida, played, of course, for uh, that famous coach, Leprad. one of the uh, – you know, and, again, he's the athletic trainer and the head football coach at 5A. He's kind of unheard of. And uh, now – you hear Carlos's name at Cincinnati with the Bengals. So we'll, we'll kind of talk a bit about that as we get through. But I do want to thank all the schools that allow their kids to come in here tonight. It was kind of different. And the reason that I brought the kids in tonight, guys, because I'm – and like I mentioned, I wanted to sponsor this whole show to, by Garns Pharmacy because I'm sick of talking about COVID. I'm sick of talking about the season and all that, what we can't do, right? I mean, that's just – it's just got to be so much so – I made it a kid-friendly show by bringing the kids in, man. I mean, that's the best way to shut it down and let these kids talk a little bit. Some of the guys have been on TV or radio before. Some have not. And this gives them a chance to get that interview process. And we're going to bring each and every one of these six dudes back. And I want to tell their names really quick again. Jalen Best, wide receiver, class of 2021, Fort Orchester. Otis Mack Jr., class of 2021, and linebacker, free safety, Zalton Osborne, the quarterback, 2023. This kid is a very good athlete. Keep your eye on him. Otis and Jalen, they're coming out of the fort. Then you went down to Buford. They're getting a new field, but they got some big dudes doing big things. Even Smalls comes in around 6'3", 200 and some, 30 pounds. I think he's 260, but we'll give him that. He's a defensive lineman. He got his offer from the Gamecocks on Monday. Theo Washington, you heard him talk about being possibly in the broadcast booth after college, but he's going to run the football as a running back, maybe a linebacker down there in the class of 2021, and then Mr. Cano, how do you say his last name? I want to make sure I get it right there, uh, Eugene. Terry o. Terry o. So, of course, he is a sophomore, another class of 2023, joined us from Wando. Of course, without do we can't not mention Reginald Walker Jr. as He gave us his always Talk to Me Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. It's his day Tuesday. He joined us today at 6.30. He broke down a lot of great stuff. He played college football for the legendary Joe Paterno, so it's always good to get a guy that's been and around and seen it, done it. He's a voice on a few college teams there in the state of North Carolina. He does a lot of TV stuff as well, but he's a huge contributor to what we do. And then well, it was an honor getting in here with uh, Coach Chachi. Yeah, that's a cool name. you got to be big with a name like Chachi, man. Uh, Coach Sullivan joined us in here with the Carolina Experience Showcase coming up July 31st. We'll be live on location. Going to be bringing that to you for about four or five hours, so you want to hang out with us. If you're there, stop by in the booth. We'll be, uh, at least for the players, the coaches, and the instructors, we'll be on the field with our banner out there. Our shirts will be well represented, but we're looking forward so uh, doing some great things. And to be myself, Coach Eugene, and uh, the doc, Dr. Otis. Otis, we're going to get him back to work here. So, uh, we'll bring his camera out and get some pictures and things like that. But, Eugene, a great job on our social media. Uh, of course, uh, you can find us on Twitter at So Central. You also can find us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central. And, of course, i got to get Eugene or somebody working that Instagram. I'm not as much of a picture taker as some of these dudes are. But uh, on behalf of all of us, I I just appreciate the show tonight. It was a different show, but good is a different thing, man. And I kind of told you, you know, uh, before, we like to be different. And uh, I think it helps our show out and it helps us grow, Eugene. Yeah, no doubt. And I
3: just want to remind everyone, if they can't follow along on the Facebook live feed tomorrow from uh, the uh, South Carolina High School League, if they just want to, you know, put the phone on silent and open the screen, they can – Follow along. You know, we'll be watching it on Facebook Live and putting some messages out on on Twitter. Uh, you know, some of uh, just the highlights, or actually, you know, just some of the decisions, some of the proposals. Of course, if there's any decisions made, you know, we'll get we'll get that information out to uh, the listeners and followers there on Twitter as soon as we can.
5: Anyway,
2: uh, just have a good night, bud. Stay safe. it shall do. Now, if you're live, if you are following tomorrow, some of the things on the agenda tomorrow will be, of course, uh, the Lexington County School District uh, one sports season proposal, the review of the sports season. That's this upcoming conversation we keep having on the 2021 year. And Greenville County School District as uh, superintendent requests suspension of uh, in-person workouts. How about that? That's something different. So that's, that's a whole other uh, conversation to be had here. And, again, we want to thank all of our sponsors, Garen's Pharmacy, For all that they do to continue to push us to get to the next level, they give us the financial stability that we need. Music Man Barbecue, located in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. The Tent Farm, as we mentioned, for the shade that you need today to get you through those hot days, you can find it at 7634 South Railroad over in North Charleston or on tentfarm.com. And then, got to love on the factory, man. Those guys and girls are getting after it probably right now. And uh, you can find the Factory Sports and fitness training facility at 5913 Loftus Road over in Hanahan, South Carolina, or you can call them 843-573-7391. Guys, that'll do it for tonight. Again, to all of our athletes that are listening tonight, it is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. Stay positive, right? Stay hopeful, stay humble, and just stay at it. Keep working. Again, as I mentioned in my fortune cookie, man, to do nothing is to be nothing. So let's go out and do something. And uh, whatever the answer is, tomorrow we'll be all right. All right? So if it's we'll play in September, so shall we play in September. If it's we play in November or January, then that's what we'll do. We'll adjust. That's part of life, guys. It's an early lesson in a young age. As an adult, we deal with these every day, guys. So, unfortunately, we say welcome to be an adult at a little little older age, guys. We'll do it again Thursday night right here on Southern Sports Central, right here on Blog Talk Radio. On behalf of Eugene Benton, I'm Richie Alba. And this has been another broadcast brought to you by the guys right here at Southern Sports Central, guys. Take care. God bless. See you on Thursday night.